93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, March 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities in South Jersey are asking for the public's help in finding a person of interest wanted in connection with multiple murders in New Mexico and one in East Greenwich, Gloucester County. Police say 47-year-old Sean Lannon is wanted for questioning in connection with the brutal death of a middle-aged man found dead inside of a home Tuesday on Myrtle Avenue in East Greenwich Township. Investigators say Lannon is familiar with the victim. Officials believe Lannon fled to South Jersey, where he used to live after he potentially played a role in the murders of four people in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He is considered a person of interest in the quadruple uh, homicide. Uh, Albuquerque police say that the bodies of Jennifer Lannon, Sean's ex-wife, and three others, ages 21, 40, and 60, were found dead Friday in a pickup truck that was abandoned in an airport parking garage. Court documents show Jennifer and Sean divorced in 2019. Lannon is also accused of breaking into a building Monday in Monroeville, Elk Township, while armed with a knife one day before the victim was found in East Greenwich. Detective, detectives also say that Lannon is an ex-military man with past drug abuse and a record of violence. The U.S. Marshals Service is offering a $5,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. Investigators say that Lannon may be driving a 2018 blue Honda CRV. Uh, prosecutors believe he was possibly last seen in Camden around 3 p.m. on Tuesday near the Walter Rand Transportation Center. Authorities say Lennon is armed and dangerous, and anyone with information is asked to call 911. Firefighters spent hours trying to gain control of a massive fire at an apartment building in Camden, New Jersey. The fire started just after midnight Wednesday on the 3400 block of Kramer Street. People reported hearing an explosion come from the third floor. The apartment building is abandoned and boarded up following a deadly fire there on October 25th, 2020. Two men died in that fire and nine other people were injured. Police charged a homeless man with first degree felony murder for intentionally setting the fire. At the time, approximately 20 to 30 residents lived in the building. A firefighter was injured in the October fire. There were no reports of injuries to firefighters in Wednesday's incident, and the cause of this latest fire remains under investigation. Authorities have identified the skeletal remains of a woman discovered 33 years ago at the old Publicker Distillery in Ben Salem. Wow. On Tuesday, the woman was identified as 17-year-old Lisa Todd from Philadelphia. Authorities are still trying to figure out her suspicious death. Pregnant ladies don't just fall in wells and die. Something happened, said Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub. Authorities said in October of 1985, an unidentified woman was reported missing in Philadelphia. Two, two years later, in 1988, her skeletal remains were found in the well that used to be the public air distillery along State Road in Ben Salem. For years, her remains went unidentified until a breakthrough about two months ago where DNA was extracted from her remains to link her to her family. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yes. Doesn't yeah. that blow your mind? Devel- Decades. Developments in DNA testing led a team of DNA genealogists to build a family tree and Jane Doe was identified as Lisa Todd from Philadelphia. Police said that her brother and sister Joseph and Linda Todd still live in Philadelphia. Detectives said the siblings were stunned when they got the call about the development. At the time of her death, she had a two-year-old son. The case remains under investigation as police need the public's help to try to solve how she died. I wonder if with these developments in this technology, if they'll ever be able to solve, like, you know, the boy in the box, which has been the huge yeah. mystery around Forever. this area for yeah. um, decades and decades. Uh, if they can tra- it's, it's a matter of being able to find the 
the other family the members fam- that have submitted the their DNA. Uh, yeah. You know, so maybe maybe things like you know twenty three and Me and all that stuff might lead to. Uh, That's what they're saying is helping because yeah. you're you're getting a larger volunteer database yeah. of DNA yeah. and you're able to cross reference that. So yeah, but it's just amazing. Yeah. Authorities still don't know if this was criminal or accidental. Anyone with information to help solve the case should be given to the Ben Salem Police or the Bucks County District Attorney's Office. In sports this morning. The Flyers beat the Buffalo Sabres in a shootout last night in South Philly. The Flyers came from a three-goal first period by the Sabres to force extra time before taking their first shootout win of the year. After a scoreless overtime, Sean Couturier and Nolan Patrick both scored in the shootout while Brian Elliott stopped both Buffalo attempts. Elliott earned the win in relief with 11 saves on 12 shots in the final two periods and overtime. Up next for the Flyers is a game at home against the Washington Capitals tomorrow night. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are still on their all-star break and won't play again until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Chicago to play the Bulls. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. The NBA's mini bubble in Atlanta for the all-star game worked. No players, coaches, or game officials tested positive for COVID-19. Sure did. That includes all-stars Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who missed the game and left Atlanta early after being flagged through contact tracing. However, the Sixers said Tuesday that Embiid and Simmons would both miss Thursday's game against the Chicago Bulls and that Simmons will miss Friday's game against the Washington Wizards due to the same contact tracing that kept both of them from participating in Sunday's all-star game. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. If uh, you've never felt like you've needed coffee more in your life today, then I... I am with you, my brother. I, <laughs> really? It's just one of those days, you know, where you just... It's Wednesday. I mean, Wednesday. Always, Steve is right. Always it's, Wednesday, the yeah. culprit. Yeah. You know? I, uh, it, it is a tough day, however. You've got the coffee and you've got what is going to be a wonderful week. Oh, I know that. Getting out yesterday was oh. so energy-inducing uh, and so to walk around... And to not be bundled up. You should have seen. Awesome. You should have seen the parks yesterday. Crazy, <laughs> oh, right? Sure. It was like it looked like it was like an amusement park or right. like a theme park. Like there were so many kids there. Yeah, there are there are loads of people in my neighborhood I've never seen before that were <laughs> out and about walking I just, yesterday. I had a blast. I went out and I was throwing the frisbee around just by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Go get it. Having a catch. And, and, Go get it, Steve. Yeah, and then some kids started crying because they felt <laughs> sad for me. But but for that brief period, it was fun. Yeah. Well, uh, nonetheless, we got another one today, and we have even better weather on the way for tomorrow. And we have a dream realized today, ladies and gentlemen, on the President Steve Show, it's all about the tuna lady. Yeah! yeah! Portofino is coming by this morning, Kathy, so you'll be ecstatic that we'll have some goodies and some stuff to give away in conjunction with that Portofino tuna appearance uh, later on. So it's all Portofino is a word I like. Uh, th- th- it's the hotel at Universal, is it not? Oh, I don't know. The Portofino. I didn't stay at the oh, okay. yeah, property, yeah, yeah, yeah. so maybe. It's, that's, I wondered why that hotel was made entirely of tuna. The Portofino. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so uh, international. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so there's something about today. We have a few other things going on. It's a Wednesday, so we have a Fox Good Day. We have a secret text where we have a chance to win a home run package for All That Rage, which is the new Rage Room at the Bates Motel. 
Uh, so, and the reason home run is you get to use a baseball bat and smash stuff up. So there you go. That's <laughs> pretty cathartic. Text word, uh, secret to three, nine, three, three, three. And we'll bounce a word back to you later on. Let's get a call in with the word designated caller wins and we'll grab a random text or two. So it's the rage room. It's a home run package. And that's at Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester. Joining us as guests, Mr. Skin is on. He is doing the Mr. Skin Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Now, I don't know what the whole million dollars is about, but we're going to ask him when we have him on a little after 8. It's what you'd expect from Mr. Skin. Yeah. And then we have John Belaris. Yeah. Yes, I said John Belaris. Right in the middle of this wonderful weather break we're having. We'll talk to John. It was uh, the 20th. I can't believe it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20th anniversary of the storm of the century. Why, there's people listening right now that probably have no idea that what that was if they are under yeah. a certain age. But, uh, yep, John had uh, predicted there was going to be this massive snowstorm of the century, and it didn't happen. And he caught a lot of crap for it. Yes. 28 inches, we had less than an inch. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Preston, you're right. Everyone knows where they were on that day, and everyone knows how they prepared and uh, he has some interesting memories of that. So we'll talk to John around uh, 9 o'clock, and uh, we'll just get into whether, whatever else we can find to get into today. So let's take a break, come back in a moment. The Stupid Question Entertainment Report is up next. Stay with us on this beautiful, wonderful Wednesday morning. We'll return shortly. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There's a text that just says, all hail the tuna lady. (laughs) That is right. right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, We will have uh, Portofino tuna here this morning with some giveaways. We'll have your chance to win actually $50 Visa gift cards. Oh, that's pretty good. Pretty sweet deal throughout the course of the morning, so we'll have your opportunity. Uh, And got this uh, nice little post, uh, and it is from uh, Mooms610, who's on Twitter, and said, First morning commute in 363 days. I missed you guys. The commuting, not so much. Yes. Uh, But yes, you're back at it. And as Kathy uh, had noted the other day, um, and uh, Chuck D'Amico was saying, you know, because he doesn't get here until later than we do. Um, that it feels like it's, you know, like 70%, something yeah. like that yeah. there. Uh, I'd say, but back, like, as far as traffic goes, yeah. um, it's, it's, I'm seeing the normal delays that we always saw on the Schuylkill and 95, all of that coming back. Yeah. While you don't want more traffic delays, <laughs> it is a good sign that humanity is starting to uh, come back into the, into the wild, if you will, yes. out in the open. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to ask a stupid question. I'm going to give away a digital download of the comedic action thriller Pixie. And the question that I have for you this morning, uh, in uh, English currency, a quid is also known as a what? Two one five two six three WMMR. You hear that? You know, I paid thirty quid for that. Right. All right. So, what is a quid also known as two one five two six three WMMR? It's like our slang uh, for for money. queef. 
or, or queef yeah, if yeah. you want to. If you want to call it a quid, you go right ahead. Can you, you break want. this queef for two quids? All right, we're going to go through some uh, birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Wednesday, March 10th. And speaking of England, we'll stick with the royal family and Prince Edward's birthday is uh-huh. today. Edward of Wessex, who is Queen Elizabeth II's third son. Eminently unforgettable, I guess. I think so, Not yeah. too controversial, has done what he's supposed to do. Yeah, you know what? So uh, he, he wins, I guess, yeah. because uh, everybody else has got all kinds of weird stuff going on. Uh, that's for sure. Splash Andrew certainly <laughs> yes. is the most volatile of the lot. So Edward is uh, 57 years old today. Uh, it's also Chuck Norris's birthday today. Oh, my God! Uh, Chuck celebrates his 81st birthday today. Wow. I didn't realize he was that old. And I probably say Welcome that every... Welcome to the <laughs> I probably say that every March 10th. Yeah. Yeah, he's... the total gym man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, you know, coloring your hair and doing other things like that, and too. And tons of plastic surgery. He has. But he's in... Physically? He's in phenomenal at shape. 81? Oh, my God. We could all only wish to be. There was a movie on... I don't know if you remember this movie from years ago. It's a Chuck Norris movie. Preston, it's not really um, in his straight up full blown action stuff. There's a doc, there's a, a lab that's doing treatment on people, and it basically renders them indestructible. I think it's called Silent Rage. Oh no! And so that. he ends up like this guy just murders his family in the beginning, and and Chuck Norris is like a. Uh, uh, a Texas you know, Ranger. Right. It's actually good. It's really okay. well done, but it kind of got lost in the sauce. He's 81 today. Sharon Stone's birthday today. Uh, Sharon Stone ter- turns uh, 63 years old. I think she has a new autobiography coming yeah, out. Yeah, and I think she's going to sit down in that same backyard with Oprah. Oh, really? Uh, in the next week or two. I saw an ad last night, Steve, and it was um, it was the place where Oprah interviewed Prince Harry and Meghan. And Whose house is that? It's, 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 one of, it's one of Oprah's friends. Yeah. And uh, but she's going to do a series of interviews there, huh. and, including one with Sharon Stone. By the way, huh. speaking of that interview, and we're going to cover a little bit of that in a moment. Um, the chairs that they're sitting in, yeah. have been selling like crazy. Come on, really? Yeah. Yeah. Kid, you not? Wait, and I, I didn't even notice the chairs. I didn't either. What? Okay, quick question, uh, Kathy. If you yeah. if you notice that whole set, is that is that an indoor outdoor carpet they're sitting on, or is that pressed concrete? <laughs> I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm pulling up a picture okay. now. Careful <laughs> analysis of the scene has... Since we want to see how the wealthy side lives, right? I yeah. wonder what they're sitting on, what right. that is. So, uh, Sharon Stone's birthday today. Uh, Shannon Miller, who is an Olympic gold medal gymnast, is uh, 44 years old today. Indoor-outdoor carpet. Okay. Indoor-outdoor carpet. There you go. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> you know what? I've always wanted an outdoor rug for our deck but Rochelle doesn't want to get it because she thinks that it will discolor the I think she's right oh. yeah if you leave I it out there she's all right the time. it always does so uh, unless you have super duper expensive a millionaire uh, deck but look at this Preston it looks kind of cool yeah no I like that yeah, yeah. idea you can tell because the there's stone beyond that right that, yeah uh, Sharon stuff different yeah. Yeah. And the, um, she will be there we have indoor outdoor car I I hate it really I can't because of maintenance stand it uh, I think that has a little bit to do with it, uh, but yeah, like it, it like bunches up and it, you know, gets those like it's all rip, soggy ripples and, and sogginess. Yeah. No, like that. I can't okay. stand it. All right. You're turning Oprah me around. Oprah has people who take care of her garbage. You're turning me around on this yeah, case. We don't. Uh, it's Edie Brickell's birthday today. 
And the New Bohemians? That was her band. Uh, she is still married to Paul Simon. They actually had a domestic incident several years ago. They but... both appeared in court, and they yeah. both basically said they were both responsible. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, 55 years old this, today. She could kick his ass, though. This song was a, an actual eye-puss moment for me in real life. Time <laughs> really? I, I love this song, uh, and I had it cranked up on the radio. I was driving to Penn State. And uh, the dudes like pulled up on motorcycles, or you know, and heard me blaring. I was like, oh, I'm gonna turn this. One. Let me turn that this down. This song was on my mixtape that I made for uh, the guy that broke up with me in high school. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. You sent a mixtape to a guy after yeah, he broke up? Yeah, remember? I think we actually listened to it. I think we went through it years ago. I brought I didn't it. No, that was after he had. Yeah, I yeah, right. broke up with me. If wow. my friend was like, "Oh, I did, I made a mixtape for so and so when he broke up with me. You should do that." And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I will." I had like the double deck, wow. uh, the tape oh, yeah, deck, yeah. and I saw so I recorded it's the only way you could do it from the cassette onto. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just um, don't see you as the pining type. Uh, Edie is five to uh, fifty-five, not five. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Tweed, a former Playboy Playmate, Playmate of the Year, Gene Simmons' wife. That's right. Uh, is 64 years did old. Did I ever today. marry her, or is she still kind of my concubine? They did eventually marry on mm. that show. Is that what I had my face removed for? I don't remember if that was what it was for, but yes, it did indeed happen. They did get married. And what was the name of that television program? Do you remember? Oh, man. Um, Family Jewels. Family Jewels. There what we go. That? Yeah, Real Chickens of New Jersey. Real Chickens of New Jersey. Uh, right. Yeah, I think, it might be, I think you're right, Family Jewels. The great Tom Schultz celebrates his birthday today. Multi-instrumentalist and producer of Boston. He wrote all those songs. He produced all those songs. He you created were saying, technology in order to get that guitar sound. Which is iconic. You were saying that uh, in an interview you saw or read that he said basically he was Boston. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a short documentary on, on YouTube that you can find. And it's, like the, it's called The Boston The Band Never, Never right. Was or something like that. And essentially he had all these songs written. He had recorded all the music. I don't know yet who he had playing drums, but he played all the other instruments. From what I understand, bass, guitars, keyboard, the whole thing. And he basically and had he to find in, a band, right? He, yeah, he had to bring... He, he, he got Brad Delp to sing, who was an amazing vocalist. It was a huge find for him. Uh, but then he had to... Uh, when the songs came out, he had to put a band together. That's essentially what it is off the top of my head. But it's it's an interesting peek into that. But he's something else. He was Boston. Uh, 74 years old today, Tom Schultz. Uh, Jeff Amen of uh, Pearl Jam uh, turns 58 years old today. Wow. I saw a photo from... Uh Remember uh, MTV Jock Jams, and uh, they would have these basketball tournaments in, in the mid- oh, yeah. early 90s. So it was him, uh, Reggie Miller, a whole bunch of stars from 92, and uh, a young and very skinny Leo DiCaprio was on Jeff Amen's team. And there's a photo of the two of them together. It's pretty funny because Pearl Jam was ascending and were, were superstars at that point, and Leo was, you know, a, a second star on Right, Growing probably uh, basketball diaries. Yeah. Time, right? yeah. Well, a very chubby Preston Elliott got to play basketball against Jeff Amen one time. Did you really? Uh, yeah, over here was... at PCOM? Uh, well, it was with Matt. Matt Cord set it up, and we 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 played. I thought it was well. It. He, Matt did it a few times because I I played in one as well at uh, Villanova um, with Kyle Corver. Yeah. Uh, were you a part of one with Kyle? Because Kyle was kind of friendly with Jeff Man, as well. But I don't remember. Yeah. Are you in this um, picture with Ian Ziering? No, no, but Leo is and oh, jo- Joey, Joey Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. <laughs> hey, Boys to Men is in it as well. That's cool. And Jeff Amon's in the bottom right in that photo. But yeah, Jeff's a huge basketball fan, and um, he and Matt Court have developed a friendship because of Matt's work with the Sixers. And yeah. Matt will help him find courts to play on whenever Pearl Jam's in town. How about uh, that? He's 58 today. Uh, Rick Rubin, the incredibly famous and Legendary. successful producer. 
Everything from uh, these guys, Beastie Boys, to Public Enemy, Slayer, Slipknot, Dixie Chicks, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Audio Slave, Johnny Cash, Metallica. <laughs> and eccentric. Really yeah. eccentric is yeah. the word. He's an odd dude. He is uh, 58 years old today. I still have a few more to go, so I'm going to skip right to him. Uh, Paul Haggis, a screenwriter and producer. The guy also that was instrumental in that Going Clear documentary about Scientology. Yep. Uh, he is 68 today, but he was behind Crash, Terminator Salvation, Casino Royale, Million Dollar Baby, a lot, very, very successful. And he was deep into Scientology until he realized, oh, my God, this is insane. Right. Uh, so he's 68. John Hamm of uh, Madman, Mad Men is 50 years old today, so a big birthday to him. I thought he was older I than I thought that. he was older. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last birthday is Olivia Wilde. Ah. Stunningly beautiful, 37 years old. And who's she hanging ha- out with? Uh, Harry Styles. Ha- Harry Styles, Harry Styles yeah. that's it. You're right. And Jason Sudeikis. Left him in the in the, uh, in the the rear. Yeah, and all he has is a page three girl. Now. That's it. He, <laughs> uh, he cries into his page three girl. And he's winning awards for Ted Lasso. Right, and he's a multimillionaire. Poor, man. poor guy. He's, uh, she's 37. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, the quid is a uh, British slang term for what currency? 215-263-WMMR, the number. I will go to Marty for the answer. Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Ed. All right. Good morning, Ed, Marty. What uh, What's uh, quid a slang for? That would be a pound. Yes, a British pound. You got it, buddy. Hang on. And we're going to give you a digital download of the comedic action thriller Pixie starring Olivia Cook and Colmini and Alec Baldwin. Pixie Hardy is on a path to avenge her mother's death and attempts a heist that will allow her to leave her small town life behind. Own it now on digital and on demand. It's rated R, and it is from Paramount pictures. All right, we mentioned briefly uh, the Oprah discussion with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. The royal family's trying to carry on amid backlash over uh, the allegations of racism. In that interview, the pair shared a series of disturbing stories during that sit, um, a recording of which aired Sunday in the U.S. and Monday in the U.K. Stories of Meghan being refused mental help uh, despite her suicidal uh, ideation. Uh, and members of the royal family being concerned about how dark Meghan and Harry's son's Archie skin would be have rocked the world. And on Tuesday, Prince Charles was the first member of the firm, they call it, to emerge in uh, public since the interview. Uh, the 72-year-old was asked what he thought of the interview in which Harry expressed sadness over their estrangement while visiting an NHS vaccination center in London. Charles was reportedly seen nervously chuckling and continued walking at the official at the official engagement, ignoring the question. Uh, the Queen, Charles, and Prince William, meanwhile, are reportedly locked in crisis talks over the interview. The Queen reportedly refused to uh, sign off on a statement, but then finally issued one on uh, Tuesday. She said the whole family is saddened over issues raised, particularly uh, that uh, that of race, although recollections may vary. Uh, Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members the Queen had added. I thought that was a fine release at this point, while they're looking into whatever's going on. That- sure. That was enough. Uh, Megan's estranged father, Thomas, has always spoken out after the interview in which he she slammed his decision to work with tabloids. Um, he called Harry snotty, uh, and he said, uh, we all make mistakes, but I've never played naked pool, and I've never dressed up like Hitler, he said, <laughs> referring to infamous nude pictures of Harry taken in Las Vegas in 2012, as well as the time he was photographed wearing a Nazi uniform seven years earlier. You, you, you remember when Harry was sort of the Charlie Sheen of the royal family? Yeah. 
And I think we have a clip of uh, Thomas Markle talking, we have, talking yeah. about Megan's mental health state. Yeah, there are two of them. So the first is the uh, he, he uh, saying that the family was there for her, but she never took advantage of it. Had I known she was having psychological problems, I would have been there for her. Biggest problem here is she's pretty much ghosted all of her family on her mother's side and my side. So she really had no one to reach out to. She would have had us if she kept us. All right. And then the other one is uh, racism in the palace? Yes. All right, here we go. The thing about what color will the baby be or how dark will the baby be, I'm guessing and hoping it's just a dumb question from somebody. It could just be that simple. It could be somebody ask a stupid question rather than being a total racist. Was he's his that, voice always kind of shaky like I, that? He sounds worse. Now, I've heard him before that, this, and he, I think he sounds like he's in, uh, he's in ill health. Okay. I can't um, imagine why. All right. All right. And uh, also, uh, stemming off of that, uh, TV host Piers Morgan uh, is calling it quits hours after storming off of Good Morning Britain's set over his co-star's uh, confrontation of his criticism of Meghan Markle. Um, they said in a statement on Good Morning Britain, following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now is the time to leave. Uh, and ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. And we have a clip of him. Uh, the as... point at which the storming occurs. Yes, here we go. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my no, own. No, no, no. See you later. I'm being... Sorry. Can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. So he is Diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he just... He, he got up, walked that, out, couldn't take it. That was the weatherman giving yeah. it to him. Yeah, yeah. That's the weather guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, touching on this as well, Gloria Allred is accusing Buckingham Palace of using Meghan Markle to distract the public from allegations of abuse against Prince Andrew, uh, the lawyer for victims who accused the late Jeffrey Epstein pal of complicity uh, in human trafficking, says the palace is issuing public statements Meghan's alleged bullying to divert attention from the real problem. Allred said allegations about him are far worse than the allegations about Meghan Markle. Uh, Prince Andrew was a working royal when he became a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, who was a sexual predator. Prince Andrew is now accused of much more than bullying or harassment in the workplace. Uh, she does not represent uh, the woman, uh, Virginia Gif- Giffrey, uh, who w- has made the allegations against the, the prince but is acting for 20 women who say that they were victims of the disgraced financier. If I was Prince Andrew, I'd be writing this like crazy. I saw the queen with the, with the donkey. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. exactly. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Look, Look, over Look over there. <laughs> I um, Leading up to this thing, I didn't realize how many ripples and waves that this thing was going to cause all across the world. I really didn't. And I was actually watching something else i think i was watching the flyers game right and then it was in between periods i'm like all right let me just flip this thing over and see what's going on and then i was like oh 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 wow this is um this is juicy you know right. and, and so i was getting it was, into it there were squirts of juice yeah. amidst a lot of nothing but what's uh, but but so because uh, it was two hours i know uh, i know, know where they finally got to what they what they needed to get to and i think i had skipped the first like boring part and i got it right into the juicy part right. yeah I, I have a friend of mine who was from england and leading up to this she 
she hates the monarchy. Like, she can't stand it. She doesn't give two rats' asses about the king, the queen, the princes, the princesses, nothing, right? But she watched this, and she's like, oh, I hate Meghan Markle. Well, there's I thought there's a was, poll. This yeah. is interesting. So uh, well, I think it's the Daily Mail has done it, and, and, and the, 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 the general consensus is coming down against... Her? Meghan Markle and that's, Harry. That's in the UK. Yeah. In the that's US, in the it's, it's, uh, it's different the yeah. other way. Yeah. 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 But we it's don't, pretty the, wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, I again, like, I really don't but, want to have an opinion on anything. Like My opinion didn't shift prior. As I said before, when it first aired, it's like, yeah. I, I, I still think the same about them, and I still think the same about the monarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving on to something else. Uh, on Tuesday, actress Chloe Svigny revealed that she secretly married boyfriend uh, Sinisa uh, Makovich at City Hall in New York City in uh, March of last year. Uh, the 46-year-old married her art gallerist beau two months before welcome, welcoming their son, Von Job. I'm sorry. I would never marry my art gallerist. That's the advice you get when you're a young man. Didn't your parents tell you, Always. don't marry your art gallerist? Yeah, and we'll, we'll see if she's, she's bucking the system, man. First thing you learn, don't, uh, don't eat where you crap yeah. and don't marry your art gallerist. Uh, married on Monday, March 9th, uh, 2020. Happy one-year anniversary, my love. She had captioned a photo of the newly wed uh, couple. The famously chic and fashion-forward American Horror Story star wore a full-sleeve black turtleneck, a black skirt, black boots, and black leggings. Could, could you even see her? Uh, I, that's a good question. Like a ninja. It's like black noir. For yeah. Her yeah. Uh, in an interview with W last summer, Savigny had, Savigny had referred to her husband as the father of my child, baby daddy, boyfriend, fiance, and all of the above. Now, she joins a long list of celebs who have actually kept their weddings under wraps, including Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, Nicolas Cage, and the gal he recently married, Rico Shibata. Uh, Kristen Wiig and Avi Rothman, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. John Cena and Shay. she has a really long last name and I'm not sure how to pronounce, and Dennis Quaid and Laura Savoie. So they have all gotten married without big fanfare, just went out and did it, and uh, they seem to be happy. As much as the scrutiny is always ratcheted up on all of these celebrities, during the past year or so, it's been harder to... You know, when, if they wanted to, they could sort of be a little bit more secretive because yeah. of restrictions. Yep. yep. I guess that's what happened. Uh, appearing virtually on the Ellen Jenner show on Tuesday, 45-year-old Jesse Tyler Ferguson opened up about his son, uh, Beckett Mercer, whom he shares with husband Justin Makita. Uh, Asked by Ellen DeGeneres if he sings to Beckett, Ferguson confirmed, explaining, it's a lot of show tunes because that's what we like. So we're raising him gay until he decides he's straight. (laughs) So he was having some fun with that. Uh, There's talk, apparently, of a Mitch and Cam uh, sitcom. Really? Which I would love. They were such a major part of that show. That would be great. I'd be (laughs) all over that. Uh, What I have found as uh, as a father raising children and playing music for them, you can't... Can't raise them gay. You can't raise them straight. They are what they are. The music oh, they're going to. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, I know that. I, I know that. Yeah. But like for anybody out there listening, going, oh, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the kids are going to like what they're going to like, uh, music wise, and you know, uh, you know, and I know that because I got three kids, and they all gravitated to three different types of music. And how disappointing is it when <laughs> when you have something, a piece of music that that is important to you. <laughs> And you're just you're hoping it's going to connect, uh-huh. and they don't even make it thirty seconds into the song before they're checking their phone or whatever else, yeah. and they're completely out. And I'm like, oh, oh man, man, it didn't live take. in my world. <laughs> nine, nine cats. I, none of them. None of them. Love Genesis. Not one. Yeah. Not one. No, no I, I, the dog. I made an attempt yes. with Rush a couple of times. 
it ain't no. going anywhere. But you know what? Listen, um, it might take a little while, right? So uh, no. no, I can already tell by their sensibilities. <laughs> now listen, I've got I've got Beatles fans and ACDC and Simon okay. and Garfunkel. Oh, you've got nothing to complain about. Some other about. really good ones. All right. Yeah. So I'm thankful for that. You've got yeah. some good cultivation that's taken place there, right. and you didn't force it that right. much. Right, yeah. I mean, you forced it a lot. Oh. <laughs> so my, my theater uh, and musical lover is um, gravitating towards some other things that surprised me. So she's getting into David Bowie. I was like, yeah, well, you're that's kind of that. cool. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, I have another uh, handful of other stories to get to. And uh, Steve... Um, this focuses on a guy we've become fans of because of servant, servant Rupert Grint. Yes, he's fan-freaking-tastic on that show. Shared uh, insight into his Harry Potter journey. Uh, he was on Dak Shepard's uh, podcast. He said that filming the blockbuster wasn't always as dreamy as it seemed. He said um, there was a time where it felt quite suffocating uh, because it was heavy going, because it was every day for, I think, 10 years in the end. Uh, sometimes it definitely felt like I want to do something else. I want to see what else is out there. I want to do another Harry Potter movie. And he said it never ended. Yeah. Every year we came back and it was kind of like Groundhog Day. The same sets and the same people. He is so great on the show Servant. Uh, and I'm so I'm, I'm proud of the guy because yeah. of that core cast of the three he was kind of the least that was that looking at that going. Nah, uh, he's yeah, I hope he has something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he and he is what he does have, which I really love, is that you are drawn to watch him. He's got that thing when he's on. He's doing um. He's doing little throw offs that are like little like l- gestures and shrugs and and eye things that really make him compelling to watch. He's also a character that you, um, no matter what he does, that's wrong. You can't help but like him. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, the framing Britney Spears documentary. Got a lot of attention. Uh, the hashtag Free Britney. Calls, Did you watch it? No. Yeah. Uh, calls for the singer to be removed from the conservatorship under the control of her father, Jamie. Uh, now it's led two congressmen to call for House hearings to be held on conservatorships and even suggesting that Britney herself should testify. Uh, Representative Matt Getz of Florida announced yeah. yesterday that he and Rep. Uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio have called on the House Judiciary Committee to hold a hearing about unjust conservatorships. So uh, there was, I watched another special about conservatorships in particular, because they go through the process at the beginning of the, of the documentary press trying to explain exactly the, the, what it is and, and the power and the sway that this can have. Um, and, and at a certain point with Britney Spears, the lawyers who are handling the conservatorship were treating it as if Britney was a business partner and that's not a conservative. That's not, in other words, you know, like wanting to have an active say in what job she took and so on and so forth. And they make a case that there are people who are fully controlling their own futures and financial interests who are who are off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so Brittany does not fall in that category. She may have some issues, but um this stuff has been surrendered away from her. So that was the issue. That's the big thing that was kicked up by this documentary. It's a little bit scary. And then uh, there's that movie. Okay. Yeah, with the Rosalind Pike, I care a lot. It's It takes that to another level. Right, right, right. We have, it's we have, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, that's, that's a, a drama, right? So I don't know how much of that is actually true. It is, uh, Casey. I read a brief thing about it that it's it's based off of a. It's now listen. They take it into a, a really deep direction. Right, right. They're multiple but it's, stories. It's lightly based on on, a, on a, a somebody who was taking advantage of people like that. Oh my god! There've been yeah. number. I mean, it takes place in a nursing home, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's several of them. That's that's a, that's an issue. 
But you look at like Amanda Bynes has the same thing. Aren't her parents? Isn't her father her conservator? <laughs> yeah, and oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, but she had was having some major, yeah, major like, issues. Yeah, major issues. But again, like, we're all. You know, or we're being fed these stories, so I don't know how you much of Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're looking at to maybe try to get some legal uh, clout behind. Interesting. Conservatorships keying off of them. Maybe Britney becomes a senator. Hey, Lady Gaga is giving us a winter wonderland glimpse of the feature <laughs> film House of Gucci. <laughs> starring in alongside Adam Driver. It's actually an interesting sounding uh, film. The Oscar winning uh, singer and Oscar nominated actor bundled up for a cozy first look at uh, the Gaga shared on her socials on Tuesday. Uh, she wrote, Senor y Senora Gucci. I always thought it was Gucky. Uh, it's not Gucky, it's Gucci. Uh, Gaga and Driver play uh, Patrizia Reggiani and Maurizio Gucci, respectively, in the Ridley Scott-directed biographical crime film, which tells the story of how uh, Reggiani ha- was tried and convicted of organizing the assassination of her ex-husband and former head of the Gucci fashion house. It's based on a book called The House of Gucci, A Sensational Story of Murder, Madness, Glamour, and Greed. Why do I think Lady Gaga is going to be very good in this? I-, I think she is, and I think she's she's just getting started. Man, yeah. You know? Uh, joining the all-star cast is uh, Al Pacino as Aldo Gucci, Jared Leto as uh, Paolo Gucci, Jeremy Irons as Rodolfo Gucci, and Camille Cotton as Gitch. No, as uh, uh, Paloa Franchi. <laughs> Gitchy Gucci. Franchi. Uh, and uh, filming began in Rome in February. The uh, singer's latest acting gig serves as a follow-up to her feature film debut in A Star is Born in 2018. Of course, she won an Oscar, won an Oscar for Best Original Song and was uh, got a nod for Best Actress. Driver, on the other hand, was nominated for Best Actor uh, at the 2020 Academy Awards for his role in Marriage Story. She's written a song for this movie, Preston, called Shiloh. Uh, which is uh, <laughs> shallow. It's got, oh. a, got, got one fan already. Uh, I'd like to pose a question to the ladies of the President and Steve show. Okay. Is, is, uh, and Casey. Yes. Is Adam Driver attractive? Uh, mm. What do you think, Kathy? I'm not, not for me. Marissa? 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 Um, I mean, I don't think he's unattractive. He's not, like, on my list. Not for Marissa either. <laughs> okay. 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 Nick? Yes. But he's handsome. I want to eat his sack. Okay. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. What are you talking about? Uh, there are women who find him crazy hot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think it's because are. he's you know, on It's those big TV. features. Pe- but people right. like, yeah. there are, are women that like the, the big features on yeah. men. Right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, like I don't... Adrian Brody with yep. the big nose. Yep, and, totally. You know. the, the, the assumption is that means Big Johnson, right? Does it? I don't big know. Big nose. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think that is the only reason that women associate no. that, but I think that they're just attracted to, you know, larger features here. He's, there, he's but... definitely unique looking. I mean, Other yeah. than ears. Ears is just... He's know. got big ears, too, though. That's he the does. thing. He? Yeah, it's yeah, big, big oh, features. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's okay, co- never mind. covered by his long hair. And I'd say, if you saw this guy at a bar, and you were single, and he was single, and he was not Adam Driver of the, of the movies, he was not Kylo Ren or whatever, and he asked you if he could buy you a drink, you'd probably say no. No, not necessarily, because it's the way he presents himself. He also presents himself very well. So someone like that is going to get a girl to say, yep, I'll He's take self-confident. the drink. It's like what I see in Catherine Hahn. Yep. Okay, Casey, you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine is... Not a classic beauty, but there's something about Kathy, her confidence, yeah. the way she presents herself. She's got big features, too. She's got a big nose and everything. She's got a big mouth. I find her attractive. Her confidence. There's something Give about me confidence. I find yeah. hot. Yeah. So, uh, but listen, it's all personal preference. Who knows? But yes, he's definitely got his fans. All right. I have some other things. Uh, two more, maybe three. Let's get to this one. Steven Spielberg has found his next 
directing project as the filmmaker will direct an untitled coming-of-age film that is loosely based on his childhood growing up in Arizona. Uh, Four-time Oscar nominee Michelle Williams is in talks to star in the project in a major role inspired by uh, the filmmaker's mother. Oh, okay. I thought she was going to play young Steven Spielberg, and that would be very bad casting. (laughs) Although plot details are being kept under wraps, Spielberg co-wrote the script with frequent collaborator Tony Kushner, who uh, most recently wrote West Side Story along with Munich and Lincoln. Uh, screen tests are currently underway with young actors to fill the role inspired by a young Spielberg. I'd like to see him reshoot Munich, but have one of the Mossad agents be Lincoln. Oh, Wouldn't that be cool? That would, that be, would be an interesting time. Them. Uh, the untitled film is eyeing a summer production to start with a release date planned for sometime in 2022. And I got to thank Marissa for tipping me off on this story because it keys off of a bizarre file story that I had, <laughs> uh, I think, last week. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Banks has found her next directorial project with a bear-centric thriller. Universal is behind Cocaine Bear, which is based on an untitled spec inspired by events that took place in Kentucky in 1985. I gave you guys the full history of that story. It was the entire Bizarre File, I think, and it was well worth it because it's just mind-blowing. The true story, as reported in 1985 by the New York Times, was that a 170-pound black bear consumed the contents of a duffel bag filled with more than 70 pounds of cocaine that was dropped from an airplane by a local drug smuggler, Andrew Thornton. The bear was later found dead of an apparent drug overdose. Uh, the exact plot details for the film, which is eyeing summer shoot date, are being kept under wraps. Uh, Banks was last behind the camera on uh, Sony's Charlie's Angels reboot, starring Kristen Stewart. Her other feature directing credit was uh, Universal franchise film Pitch Perfect 2, which she did a great job at, mm. I thought. All right, and then we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap this up. Um, Peacock has, na- has given a series order to Da Vinci Code follow-up series Dan Brown's Langdon. Originally developed as pilot for NBC, the series stars Succession's Ashley Zuckerman as Robert Langdon. That's the character. Character. That's my. What's happening there? What's happening? I didn't even say your name. Uh, As Robert Langdon, the character previously. Sound coming from. Previously played by Tom Hanks uh, in the big screen adaptations of author Dan Brown's. Novel series. What did you think of the Da Vinci Code movies or the uh, the two films? Um, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Um, the books were outstanding. Yeah. Um, People so, devoured those books. Yeah. And and I don't hate the wow. movies, but it, it they, they could have been a little bit better, I thought. I was distracted by Tom Hanks' hair. Yeah, it throws yeah, you yeah, off yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based on Brown's The Lost Symbol, which I did not read. Nick, did you read that? No, I read the first two books. Yeah, me too. Yeah, although I think I read them... Out of order. I think I read Da Vinci Code first, even though the other one was written before. Yeah, Angels and Demons came first. I did the same thing. Right. And I loved Angels and Demons. I did too. Uh, and I, I like that movie a little smidge less, actually, than uh, Da Vinci. Correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of the of uh, the the woman at the end of, and I just I saw it once. I was not as enamored as a lot of people were. Um, the so she's basically related to Jesus. Is that the case? She's Debbie Jesus. Debbie yeah. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't that be Debbie Christ? No. no. Jeez, they used to do it the reverse way. Okay. It's like Chinese. Yeah. So, uh, after his... Jesus was Chinese. <laughs> Jesus, well, yeah, with one thing we can learn from today's show. Jesus Christ, was Chinese. Jesus. <laughs> we, we, broke, we broke that story here. <laughs> Local radio program broke the news this morning that Jesus Christ was Chinese. Well, we have yet to verify this. We go to Jim Elgusevsky outside the Forbidden City. Are we sure about this? <laughs> 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 
Uh, after his mentor is kidnapped, Langdon finds himself pulled into a series of deadly puzzles before the CIA forces him onto a task force where he uncovers a chilling conspiracy. I, I'm, I'll give this a try. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like shows like that. Yeah, if it's a limited, especially if it's in the limited format. Uh, other than uh, Ashley Zuckerman, the only other name, I, I went through everybody else uh, that they mentioned in the cast. I don't really recognize the other actors. They've, they've had some smaller roles, but uh, Eddie Izzard is going to be oh, he's good. Uh, in this as well. Uh, the Lost Symbol, excuse me, published in 2009, is the third in Brown's Robert Langdon series following The Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons, as we, has said, as we had said have, before. Have you seen the amalgamation now that it is Paramount Plus? Yeah. So, you know, CBS All Access was absorbed into Paramount Plus. Did they change it? on Yeah, the, yeah. The... so the icon popped up. Okay, no, I haven't in. seen that yet. It's like, wh- when could you possibly... Now, Preston, they have the original real world on it. Right. Yeah. When would you possibly... I mean, it's just so much to watch now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much. But there it's are... too much. I mean, but shows like... There are people who just need to have something on the TV that they don't necessarily are yeah. going to get invested in. And, and so... Shows like that, I know for my friend, she's just like I just need something like that in the background as I like. Yeah, I if if I need something on in the background, I I surf cable. I can't go on and pick something out and go. And leave, this yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. be background noise. I just can't do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't right. work for me. If I'm going to take the time to search through yeah, and yeah. find that thing and start it from the beginning, I'm going to watch it. I'm with you on that. background news. So 24 hour news and or home shopping channel. I can't do see my wife would do home shopping channel. I can't do it. The home and garden ones. Home and garden or, or Any easy, nice stuff. Or yeah. easy yeah. for me to go and, through. And, if, 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 I'm noise. hearing something, but I'm not paying attention. News yeah. is for me, like yeah. all the time. That is yeah. is that's like supposed to be background. Yeah, right. <laughs> it needs to be something I've watched a thousand times. And that way I'm not like, oh, I wonder what's ha- what right. that looks like. All right, let's get to the clips, gang. A group of high school students explore their sexuality in the modern world in the new HBO Max series Generation. And here, star Nathania Alexander explains how she and her co-stars got through shooting emotional scenes. We were constantly checking in with each other, like, you know, I'm there for you. And just, like, being able to trust mm-hmm. each other with all of those vulnerable scenes and emotional scenes. Come on, squeal! Yeah, no. Uh, Generation appears uh, tomorrow on HBO Max. Here's the next clip. <laughs> The Father stars Anthony Hopkins as a family patriarch who is suffering from dementia but refuses care from his loved ones and begins to doubt reality. Mm. Wow. In this clip, Olivia Coleman discusses how the condition is brought to life on film. It was amazing when it was Anthony, the character Anthony's apartment. And we're all going around going, oh, that's nice. Love that. And oh, and then within a couple of days, it was, oh, it's, it's the same, but it's a slightly different color. And oh, there's different. Oh, they've done that. The whole piece is so brilliantly done like that that um, you you get to experience it from the point of view of the person that's suffering. What? Uh, if you follow wow. Anthony Hopkins on social media, he is uh, wonderful. Like there was a dancing, uh, dancing, and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, we just got Animal this movie. Freak Lecter. This movie just showed up, and at least in my uh, mailbox this week for SAG After, and I, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, yeah. I guess I'll watch it because I like both of them very much. But I'll probably only watch it once. Heavy subject, but yeah, that uh, you, you can't beat Olivia Coleman and uh, and Anthony Hopkins together. They're calling it the unofficial Pitch Perfect Three. Wow, <laughs> uh, but the, there was already a Pitch Perfect Three. That's why this one's unofficial. Unofficial. Okay. Uh, the Father opens <laughs> in theaters this Friday. 
And there you go, your entertainment report for this morning. What? Can I can I miss something to you guys? I watched Pif- Pitch Perfect on uh, Sunday. Just uh, the original, the original, the first one. Yeah. And I got choked up at the end, man. I don't know what it is. You about always that get choked. Fr- up I know. I know. And then on the ride home, uh, I was driving home from the shore, and I listened to the song from Hairspray. You can't stop the beat. It's the finale song. You got choked up. At that I got too. choked up at that one. Something's wrong with me, bro. Yeah. Something's, I mean, maybe in a good way. I don't know. If we have any therapists that can call right now, we can have a little chat with Casey. We can figure it all out here on the air. Uh, all right, listen, we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment. We have Mr. Skin on the show this morning. We're going live on Fox Good Day. John Bolares is getting in touch with us because it is the 20th anniversary of the storm of the century, if you remember that, in Philadelphia lore. There's also Russian... Yeah. Hookers and art and everything to talk about. Listen, when we mentioned that he was on yesterday, the first text I saw was, yeah. is he having any Russian hookers on with him? <laughs> but he, he's he's a colorful guy and yeah. he's always fun. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. WMMR. Polluting more than just the airwaves. Hear us at WMMR.com. On our mobile app, smart speakers, and radio.com. Uh, secret text word today. We have your chance uh, to win. Uh, oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. We have the Rage Room. Yes. Uh, the home run package at uh, Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester. Uh, and it's a chance for you to just go in and go crazy for a while. The, the Rage Rooms are pretty wild. Uh, I've done it before. Nick, you've done it before. The Flyers game. They're fun. They are uh, tiring. They're tiring. They you, wear you out. When, when you're like, man, 10 minutes, yeah. you know, whatever. You're looking at, <laughs> yes, it, you will be exhausted in a short amount of time. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. So text word secret to 39333. Uh, we're going to see if you win a little later on. We also have our friends from uh, Portofino Tuna, the Tuna Lady. Yay! here this morning, and we're going to do some giveaways in a little bit. Hang tight, because it's not too far off, but uh, Primo's Hoagies are stopping in, dropping off some food, and what makes Primo's Hoagies tuna hoagies so amazing? Well, they're made with Portofino Italian-style canned tuna and extra virgin olive oil, and it's what gives the tuna a unique, mellow flavor, tender texture, and rich taste. Portofino, Italy was probably one of the most beautiful places that I visited. That's why you became the tuna That's lady. You why. said you turned to Dennis. I think you said well, you were. Well, the fields of wild tuna setting I, running out there. Dennis, I, I want to become the tuna lady. I just said, I, I mean, how could yeah. I not? It's, yeah. it's so connected. Well, I right. support you in that. So uh, occasionally we get a handful of stories that are Philadelphia-centric, and that means it's time for the City Beat. City Beat! That's right. We, have, we don't do this that often. Scooby-Wow, wow. Yeah. Time to take a stroll down the street. With our man about town. Through the alleyways. And the byways and highways. The avenues. Conduits, all of it. The mountainsides. The mountainsides. The fjords. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe I wish I'm a bounce. <laughs> all right, so uh, we're actually going to have this guy on the show Monday morning. But I wanted to go ahead and talk about it because the story came out. It was in the Inquirer. Uh, Stephanie Farr uh, is a reporter who uh, got this out. Marissa said she was excited that we're going to have this guy on. Uh, his name is Tom Garvey, and so he's written a book, and apparently for two years, he lived in a self-made apartment inside a veteran's stadium. Yeah. He lived there for two yeah. years. That's pretty wild. He's now 78 years old. Uh, he had secretly refurbished an empty concession stand inside the former home of the Phillies and Eagles. Uh, he said, he told the Inquirer, I was like a kid with a Willy Wonka golden ticket. 
Uh, Garvey details his experiences taking non-baseball hits in the dugout, halftime parties and run-ins with Philly sports legends like Tug McGraw and Julia Serving in his 188-page book, which is called The Secret Apartment Vet Stadium, A Surreal Surreal Memoir. Uh, it was published in December, and he said he worked at the stadium complex parking lots through a company owned by his uncles, and through that job, Leonard received an office at the vet and keys to an obscure entrance to the stadium. So someone that one that was a small yeah. little out-of-the-way entrance. Not well-known, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the, that is kind of cool. Yeah. He Across, said that, that the, the, the day that he remembers the most is when he woke up and they were de- demolishing the place. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Uh, across from his office out in left field was an unused 60-foot by 30-foot concession stand. Uh, and he tricked it out with all the comforts he could. He had a bed, a sink, fridge, coffee maker, and a hot plate. 60 by 30 is not bad. Uh, it's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a... Uh, that's a decent-sized room. That's a big-ass yeah. room, actually. Uh, leftover AstroTurf made for a good carpet. Uh, parties were a hit, including with the wives of Eagles players who were waiting for their husbands. It's so he too much. To keep, he kept this going for two years. Now, what I don't know, what I'm, interesting, I'm interested to find out about him, is that if that was his home. His main residence. If that yeah. is where he okay. called home or not, or if this was just... A place that he could stay for the night here and there and do that type of thing. Uh, he said we'd put music on uh, the stereo and have a drink. Uh, talking about the wives of the Eagles players. He said the husbands would join their wives and have a beer. And then the lot traffic would pull out and we'd get in their cars and uh, go have dinner. That's cool. Yeah, I want to I want to find out how much of uh, his actual living was done there when we talked to him. Because that's pretty wild. Because once... You assume that when the the facility is opened up, now he had access in general to this room. Did he have access past the initial security gates and things of that nature? Well, yeah. we're going to find out yeah. on Monday. Yeah, because you know, uh, all right. So he had the kitchen stuff, uh, but the, you know, where did he sh- where did he shower? And yeah. you know, um, yeah, if he lived there, if he yeah. did indeed live there, I don't know. Or maybe he used the locker rooms. I don't, you know, he can sneak <laughs> down there at night. Uh, but but wouldn't they? Wouldn't there be security? Security, yeah. Wouldn't there be cameras? Yeah. One person. I doubt cameras at that time, because uh, this. I think this was in the 1980s. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah. He his this his apartment came to an end in 1981. So this would have been pre, you know, having security cameras. They would have closed circuit, but they may not have like VCR or stuff like that. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, I would imagine at least one guy walking around with a flashlight might yeah. be, uh, you know, on duty at the. At the vet, I don't know. But uh, he was also careful about his secret digs. He never talked or allowed f- talked about it or allowed photos, uh, though the Enquirer corroborated his story with multiple people. Uh, not that there weren't clues that he was getting a little too comfy with the confines of Veterans Stadium. A Phillies doubleheader extended late into the night by rain made for a puzzling scene for remaining fans. He said there were less than 200 people scattered around, they didn't want to know why I was there in a bathrobe and flip-flops. <laughs> they just wanted to know where I got a hot cup of coffee because the concession stands had closed hours ago. That's funny. That's great. If you had the opportunity, like if you could set up a similar scenario, what what venue, what building? Where would I, where yeah. would I want to be? Yeah. Uh, in, in our city? Yeah. <sighs> uh, probably the Wells Fargo Center. I mean, I guess. I think that's the same for me because yeah. you, have, you have it all. You have sports, you have concerts, you have the whole thing. Yeah. And it's indoors. I it's mean, it's indoors. 100% indoors. Yeah. So, 
Um, you know, if you were yeah. at the link, obviously you have, you have more space, um, but you're... Well, I listen, they have indoor areas of the, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe I would go with the link. Would you? Maybe. All right. <laughs> have you explored the link, like, every level of it? No. I have not either. I, I knew the vet pretty well. Uh, I certainly knew the Spectrum because I went there probably the most growing up. And, um, you know, it, we, we're lucky enough in our in our industry to sort of get backstage tores or, you know, some Casey, you and Preston and I all worked in the Spectrum with the Phantoms. And so you have to go through the bowels and whatever to get to where you're going to go. The spectrum was relatively simple. The Wells Fargo Center and the link are complicated. There are rooms everywhere. There are anti-rooms and ha- side hallways and whatever. And so you can get lost in those bu- buildings really quickly. Yeah. When I was a kid and we would go to, in St. Louis, we'd go to Cardinals games. Sometimes I wouldn't care about the game. And me and a buddy of mine would just go run around the stadium. Was This, this is at Bush? And it was at Bush Stadium. And it was a lot like the vet. Yeah. yeah. Standard, yep. you know, stadium like that. Real easy ramps up and down right. and nothing complicated at all. And we used to just go wander around for hours. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a different story. It is. With <laughs> all the levels and sub-levels and the different kinds of elevators that are all around in these in these newer venues. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, during the camp out for hunger for at least a brief period, I would go over to the Wells Fargo and they were kind enough to let me work out right. in, in, the, in, a, in a secondary Did facility. Did you like that? I loved it. Okay. But um, the guy took me there the first time and I'm like, I, I felt like I was going <laughs> to soon be introduced to the sorting hat because right. I'm like, I, 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 where, where, are, where we? are we? There would be no way. And I said, you are going to come get me, right? Because I, I don't know how to find a way out of here. The Spectrum was a bit of a weird building. So I used to, you know, work with the Phantoms. And so we were all around that building. I was in the roving MC. You guys have done that yeah. too. And so we went in all areas of that entire building, and the spectrum was weird because it was like a split level. Yeah, like you, you had these. Uh, you everybody went into the same to get into the venue. Went went through the same uh, entrances, and you went either up or down. <laughs> and uh, and then the back halls were kind of weird and uh, narrow ramps and narrow and it was a yeah. Gross building. It, it was. I, I, it was I hated gross. the spectrum. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. Loved oh, there it. were limited uh, limited view seats and it, stuff it was, like yeah. that. It was it was an it odd was building. it was cool though. I remember the, with the the Dane Cook show when we uh, we in the round yeah, yeah in the round we did that and then also that what was, was cool. the thing? Uh, do you guys remember? Was it the Terror on Broad or whatever it was? Yes. Where they, that's where we actually we did that and got to at least we were bringing listeners and got to go backstage in a lot of the areas of the spectrum and it was it was simple but it was so cool yeah kathy it was outdated and but yeah. i didn't find it gross i found the vet to be disgusting uh and i i liked going there i went there a lot growing up but i liked the spectrum because it was loud and intimate but um casey you and i've talked a few times about like going to a concert at the at the spectrum and having to go to the bathroom oh and, man and waiting in those lines and there were yeah. just not that many bathrooms at the spectrum like you'd all and yep. and Everybody would go at the same time. It was uh, it was difficult, and the women's line was ridiculous. It was insane, ridiculous. Yeah. I remember that every time at any time. Do you think the Spectrum was one of the places that started the um, the women using the guys' bathrooms? No, I think it was the vet. The vet, uh, yeah, definitely. Well, so but going to all those sporting events, uh, I now I know how to use the bathroom. Like at, at places You're like big those. Boy. Yeah, I'm a, I, I am a big <laughs> yeah. boy, and I can do big boy potties. <laughs> Um, no, but like you, you don't go to the bathroom at the end of a quarter or at halftime. No, no, of course know? not. You gotta be in it, bite the bullet and go when you. If it's if, if the play is getting hot, and you really want to go, you go. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. I don't know how people still don't know that. I forgot where I was. It might have been. It might have been at the vet. But a guy had come in uh, to the bathroom through the exit <laughs> where the line was going out through the entrance. And I remember, uh-huh. and everybody kind of side eyed him. And one guy goes, 
he, he let him know. He's like, we would all appreciate it if you went out and stood in line. Yeah. I think all of us here would appreciate yeah. it very nice. much. Yeah. When we were at the vet in, God, it was the late 80s. I'm sorry, late 90s, uh, me and my buddy. The bathroom was so packed, there was a utility closet. And he and I went into the utility closet because there was a utility sink, and we started peeing in the utility sink. But I was kind of, if you open the door... You didn't see me anymore. I was right. hidden by the door, and the security guard came and opened the door and started giving my friend a whole bunch of crap, and like, and he got in trouble, but <laughs> he couldn't see me because I was behind the door, and I didn't get in trouble at all. Like, I, he almost got kicked out of the stadium. Was it for, for a Phil's game? No, yeah, it was an Eagles game. Okay. When so, you would- <laughs> so if he would have dragged him out of there, you would have just stayed hidden behind the door? <laughs> oh, no, no. I did stay hidden behind the door. The guy had no, no clue. If did he drag him out? If he would have taken it to the next level. Oh, and kicked him out of the you stadium? You got yelled at. You didn't get in trouble. If you, if you, they would have busted you and kicked you out. So, But you, would you think you would have hidden behind the door if you uh, yeah. like, dragged your friend out? Yeah. And your buddy would have let you stay? He did. I mean, that's what... Listen, he didn't get kicked out of the stadium. He got berated and yelled at. I didn't... He didn't see me at all. I know. Yeah, and so he didn't die... But do you think he would have dined me out? No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, what I'm asking yeah. if the if the security I can't believe we've gone this long. I know, this, I know, I know that if the guy if we would have dragged the guy out of the closet, did he take the guy out of the closet? Did he demand yeah. to get out of there? Yeah, and you stayed. And in I there? just stayed there. All right, that's All right, what yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. And what level was the bathroom? Seven hundred level. Okay. Yeah. So I had a question about the seven hundred level bathrooms at the vet. They, um, and and I'm correct me if my memory is off on this, but were their ceilings lower and were they just generally smaller bathrooms? On the 700 level, am I remembering that incorrectly? <laughs> like I remember walking in and feeling like I was a giant at the vet. At the vet, upstairs, yeah. all the way upstairs, Steve. 700 level. They just seemed like smaller ceilings, shorter ceilings than I was to the, the vet other ones. Just once in my life, and That's we, it? I, yeah, we came we uh, because we came down from New York on a field trip in fourth grade to see a game with the Phillies, a Phils Mets game. Yeah, okay. And my fourth grade teacher was a huge. Philadelphia fan. There were probably just as many Mets fans there. By the way, how do you convince? How is that a field trip? I don't know. How how is that? What? Somebody had pull. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Harris. It's a history trip. He must have been sleeping with somebody in the front office. Here's a text from him. He says, years ago I saw a woman pee in a sink in in the men's room. At the vet? I don't know. I believe it. Yeah. But I guess you'd have to... I mean, you'd have to sit on the sink if you're a woman, right? Yeah. Get up there and drop your drawers. I, normal rules of society really disappeared yes. once you walked in. It's this like Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In the urinal. I love it. Stay golden pony boy. So here's in the Goldberg state when they did the vet episode. I don't ever recall peeing into a trough. Uh, I, don't I don't know think if... That, I don't think so. Okay. So there was no trough. If you, yeah. Did you see the episode, Preston? He, I saw a clip of it. Yeah, of he that, gets yeah. lost and he ends up... he. But, well, he goes into the bathroom and he, he's pee shy and he can't do the trough. But you're saying the troughing situation uh, never existed? I don't think no, I don't think so. I remember them at uh, Wrigley Field in Chicago. They might right. even still be there at Wrigley. Um, but the vet was modern enough because uh, it was built in like 70 or 71 or something like that, that uh, I don't remember troughs. All right. I don't know where I was, if I'm even making this up, but I feel like it's a memory that I have of peeing in a trough that was circular. So you were peeing. Yeah. Penn Station. Okay. Where was that? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Did you ever, go to, did you ever go to Penn Station? I had been to Penn Station. Because Penn Station was legendary. I talked about this on, on this very show is when <laughs> I was a kid. Uh, you know, there was a, a circular trough. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait, wait, I'm I'm gonna look at some other dude's dong across yep. the, but that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was uh, all right. 
And yeah, this- I've, I've seen those before, and it's odd when you're having eye contact with someone while you're <laughs> urinating. Yeah, and- you can stare at a wall, but mm-hmm. when you're just they're, they're pairing you off like it's on a uh, on a on a speed <laughs> dating. Yeah. So, Preston, this text text explains my memory of the vet. Oh, okay. It says, yeah. "Hey, hey, Nick, uh, seven hundred level bathroom ceilings." Followed the slope of the seats above you. Uh, there was a urinal right down at the bottom that only this little kids, only the little kids, only could, little uh, kids could fit in way back in the day. Yeah, so the seats would angle above where the 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 ceiling of the bathroom was. So the farther back in the bathroom you went, the right. the lower the ceiling in the bathroom. What was it like an M.C. Escher painting? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> engineering, yeah. engineering wise, oh like, yeah, whatever people got to pee, they'll deal. Preston, right. yeah. it's like yeah. one of those rooms yeah. that are painted so that you look like you're getting bigger as you're walking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Dude, those buildings, like the, it was like the bathrooms were an afterthought. It's like, oh crap, uh, people have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. I guess we'll put one in here. Yeah, uh, there's a random spot down here in the spectrum. Oh, there were troughs in JFK Stadium, according to some of the texts that have come I've in. I've never been to JFK, but I think maybe Franklin Field. JFK uh, was uh, terrible. It, it had You could fit 100,000 people in there. Uh, I went to one event there, and it, it was all, um, I, I forget what the term for the seating is, but there, there were no levels. So it was just the seats would move away from the field, right. up and out, and you could be... Up at the top and be like a mile and a half away from the field. I heard people would describe the so if you come in at the lower level and, and walked up to the higher seats at JFK that you 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 would basically climb Kilimanjaro. Yeah, were they yeah. were they seats or were they benches like in collegiate? Both. Yeah, yeah, a, a, but a lot of benches and um, I mean you thought if you thought the bathrooms in the vet were bad, the bathrooms in JFK were like uh, ancient Rome privies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. Here's a uh, text that came in. This is from Tom's son, the guy we're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, he did he text in, Marissa? Or hang on, hang on a second. What's that? So uh, Judd is actually one of the people who helped arrange our interview on Monday, and he said that he's listening right now. And if you want to read what he wrote, he says, "I'm listening live from Baltimore." Yes, he lived there full time. Wow. Even received wow. mail there. He showered <laughs> in the locker rooms. God bless him, man. If, if you're just tuning in, uh, this guy we're talking about, uh, Tom Garvey. Lived in Veterans Stadium. It was in the late 70s, early 80s, and, and he had worked in the parking lot and got a key and <laughs> found a uh, found a vacant uh, concession stand and set up in it and lived there. We're going to talk to him on Monday. Wow. It's almost like, Preston, there was a story, and the stories have been going on for years in the New York City subway system. There are old rooms that they... Uh, used to use and then don't use, and they will go down and find people who are living. There was a guy who had a hot plate. They had like it's a like pl- a whole they, like they, a LED TV sets. <laughs> yeah, like they set up like yeah. homes. Power still running, heat yeah. still running, yeah, and they and real. they're living subterranean. Yeah. Uh, as all good things go, though, Darvey, uh, Garvey's time in his uh, apartment came to an end in 1981 when his uncle's contract with the stadium lots ended. Uh, stadium was torn down in 2004, and along with it, any tangible proof of his secret hideout that it existed. But it's been corroborated by other people that he had this little abode stashed away. He was hanging out with the, the athletes' wives. Yeah, in in the vet, which is pretty wild. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, we got we got a lot of texts coming in about women or calls uh, women who pee in the sink. <laughs> uh, hang on a second here, though. Kevin wants to point something out here. I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? So, actually, the the urinal you're talking about, which is the trough in the circle, yes, was it's like it's like a six foot porcelain. You would think it's a trough. It's actually an a sink. From, like, the old factories where multiple people would come off shift and 
Like you can get ten people around washing their hands. Yeah. So when I was in, when I took metal shop in in junior high, uh, we had one of those. It was a circular sink, and then there was a foot pedal. You would step on it, mm. and exactly. it was it was a circular. Right. Pedal. It went all the way around, and that was a sink. And the water would come out, and that was exactly. uh, that was a sink. So you're saying that I've, that's what this was, or you think that's what it was? No, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was because I've had instances where you you use the urinal and you come over to wash your hand, and there's a person there. Being in it, in the sink, or okay. in the you know, in the sink. Yeah, 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 Kevin. There actually was though a circular. I absolutely recall it because it was nightmarish in the uh, uh, in yeah. the uh, Penn Station. Penn Station, and uh, you'd go in there, and there'd be, but it was much larger than just. He's right though; those Thanks, those Kevin. devices are right. simply sort of communal sinks. Yeah. All right, and real quick, the proper pronunciation pronunciation is it trough. Or no, trough. No. Trough with an F. F. Okay. I saw you saying that and I wrote that down. You okay. said trough twice with a TH. You can't tell on the radio. It sounds the same. It's like but birthday. Yeah. But it's trough. <laughs> trough. Yeah. With an F. Like cough. All right. Um one other city beat story because oh. we're gonna we're gonna get to Fox Good Day here in a moment. But we're gonna have Tom on, by the way, on Monday. So don't miss it. I'm sure he's got to well out. Deepers alert. All right, so uh a gentleman uh by the name of Jared Cannon has uh, one five or he got a five hundred thousand dollar investment on the premiere March episode of Shark Tank, and he's from Philadelphia. Yeah, hey. I was actually watching. Uh, it's a product called Simply Good Jars. Uh, it's a startup that sells pre-made salads designed to stay fresh without preservatives, and uh, it hasn't yet made any money. But uh, they had to overhaul their business model during the pandemic. But he went on Shark Tank. Yeah. And he pitched it, and Mark Cuban and Lori uh, Grenier uh, are the ones who decided to jump in and invest on the product. The idea was, was cool, and a half a million is, is pretty solid. I mean, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a chunk of change. And so, so, but, okay, so is it confirmed? Because most of these, I, I, I've talked to a bunch of people who have been on Shark Tank. Most of them, even though they, they strike a deal on the show, it doesn't actually happen. Huh. What? Yeah. We'll have to find out. Okay. Yeah, I forget the percentage, but it was a pretty high percentage. But but um anybody that I've I've talked to about it who who's been on the show and and bought or not bought or whatever, m- the majority of them um have an excellent experience and even if the deal isn't cuz there's a lot more negotiating that happens after the show. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. And and maybe at that point they say, mm, I'm not it's willing not, to budge on this. Right, and, exactly. Okay. Um but but the the people that I've spoken to about it still have um like great things to say about the whole experience, even if the deal isn't uh, doesn't go through. Yeah, in the they end. get exposure. They get so it. much well, exposure. Yeah. What's the mechanism there? So are they are the sharks being paid, or are they simply being? I assume that they have some sort of base deal, but they're being they're being brought these. I think it's, I think it's their are, actual money their actual going money, into the investment. So I, I think, think that's on it. the back end, that's right. why it doesn't always work out because they're probably not willing to budge on things and maybe the, the people who have the products aren't. I would imagine the basics that they agree on because they usually, the, you know, the, the the person with the product will go, will go we're looking for, you know, a $500,000 yeah. investment at a 10% stake uh, for X amount of years or whatever. Right. And I would imagine maybe that those basics have to be a part of the agreement because they shake hands and they yes. say it's a deal. But then when you follow up on all the other minutiae, which is involved in contracts, which is ridiculous, then maybe either side, I would imagine not just on the Sharks, maybe the other people are going, maybe we're not going to do this, you know? But like that Lori Grenier, she's done a ton of stuff that's ended up on QVC. And uh, so she, you see her constantly pitching these products, a lot of them that she gets brought to her by Shark Tank. I get such a kick out of people um, when they're doing their presentation. There's a couple of things that I hate. I, I cringe over the the overly nerdy skits. Yeah, yeah. But when 
the dude gets choked up for no reason yeah. uh, in the presentation. <laughs> I just knew this was the best sock I had ever made. <laughs> really? The best sock. And it's usually <laughs> what my issue was is my my pinky toe never quite fitted it right. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandfather, God bless his soul, World War II veteran. Yeah. Whatever you do, son, make sure your pinky fits in it. <laughs> but you can you can see it coming, like yeah. and, and and it's usually because oh oh I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get any nibbles here, and so yeah. maybe if I cry, let a me put it. It's a salad in, in, in a mason jar. <laughs> About a month ago, Casey, it was a husband and wife, and they were pitching some uh, power cookie. I don't yeah. know what it was, right? <laughs> and it was, um, they, you know, the, the sharks ended up not buying on it. Yeah. But we're watching it, and it was so rehearsed that you could see as, as he was giving his yeah. pitch, she was mouthing the words a couple of the right. times. Oh, and, and then he started to cry. And oh. I was like, you were practicing that crying in the mirror, you fakers! Oh, oh my God, it pissed me off so much. Uh, so I don't know if Jared... Cannon cries in this right. episode or not, but he introduced viewers to his convenient, healthier meals. His presentation was good. Very good. And uh, he uh, said not only uh, is salad his favorite meal to prepare, but he wanted to create a healthy, convenient food option and hope to reduce plastic waste with the reusable, recyclable jars that he has. He said all our jars are returnable, so every jar that we get back, uh, we not only reuse it, but we also donate one meal to feed someone in need. Uh, last year, they did just shy of $300,000. He said we're $475,000 year-to-date, but on track for seven hundred to 750000 <laughs> this year. But we're not profitable, and we won't be for about a year. What? The, they're playing Sorry. a video of this guy crying from uh, Shark Tank. This it's, is the one I'm referencing, yeah. and it's so rehearsed. And, it's, Steve, your impression is 100% <laughs> accurate. I wonder what these judges think when, when because well, they when can't somebody... look like a-holes. You know, they can't be <laughs> <my> father, <laughs> who, who used to call Popo. <laughs> he loved cookies so much, but he said they didn't have the power, and so I created the pump. Sorry, I created the pumper cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We have to get a chance to bury him because he was laying in the, the funeral parlor. Raccoons ate him. <laughs> Raccoons? <laughs> I don't know how they got in. <laughs> Oh my god! And it's oh, it's always the guy. It's always it's always the guy that cries too. Well, it's the money shot, right? Uh, so Cannon already raised two and a half million dollars from outside investors. I uh, said adding that he he owned fifty one percent of the company that he founded in two thousand seventeen. So two and a half million wasn't enough. Mm. Uh, well, to do it. they needed more. Wow! The idea is you send the jars back and they uh, they donate the food to um, or they donate oh, a meal. charity. Yep. Okay, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to, they had to switch their uh, strategy and start selling them in uh, convenience stores and Walgreens locations. Never think about getting salad at Walgreens. Never have. Uh, but I guess it's working out for him. By by the way, he graduated from uh, Temple's uh, Fox School of Business in 2016. Nice. A Master of Science and Innovation Management and Entrepreneurship. So he's doing all right. Nice. I like the idea of no preservatives and that the jar yeah. keeps it. Uh, Completely fresh. I would certainly try it out. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all we're doing in the city uh, this morning on the President and Steve Show. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we need to take a break because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day in a moment. But with all that talk about food, why don't we give away this from Portofino Italian Style Tuna, a $50 Visa gift card. To the lady! Caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR. It is yours. And uh, Primo Hoagies brought in a lot of great stuff that they use Portofino Tuna in, their Tuna Diablo, which is my favorite tuna sandwich that they have there, uh, the Pescara and the Italian tuna and cheese. So thank you guys, of course, from Primo's and Portofino. So call it 22. We're going to set you up with that, and we will be back in a moment with the Bizarre File and our stop on Fox Good Day. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Brett Talley. Tally, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, about ready to go live on Fox Good Day. Um, and it should be in a few seconds we'll be hearing yeah, the music. So here we go. We'll go live Our in just President a Steve, uh, what do you think about this? There's new research shows that men are turning into, well, turning to makeup and skincare <laughs> products because they want to look good on. <laughs> on Sorry. On a Zoom, oh, you, you, on a Zoom you, you, calls or TV shows. Just oh, give a second. Not... Preston's just fixing his lips. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on a second. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you got to pull that. We thought it was uh, Steve who was going to be the one. He knows how to do it. Well, I, I do know how to do it. Uh, yeah, but uh, Kathy, we actually just thought about it last second, and Kathy had to sprint to, uh, and you know, in this COVID time, they said guys shouldn't double up on lipstick, so. Right. Uh, right. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so uh, I, I firmly believe this is happening. <laughs> Preston, you did that without a mirror. That's pretty good. Already. Yeah. I feel like Robert Smith <laughs> from the Cure. You kind of look like there's another mustache. Yeah, of course. Okay. It's a little <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Right. right. <laughs> well, Casey, you know what? This topic, Casey was just talking about this, about yeah. uh, having uh, Zoom calls and wanting to look a little bit more presentable. Well, because I'm actually hosting a designer bag bingo tomorrow evening for oh. my daughter's high school. And, and so it's all being done virtual. And I actually... Prior to all this, I was like, I wonder if I should touch myself up a little bit because I'm going to have a ring light. And I was wondering if I should probably put some concealer on or something. I don't know. And would you decide? No decision yet? Uh, Well, I don't know. I'm looking at Kathy. I'm like. Do you have concealer? I have a wife. She's got concealer. Right? Yeah. this isn't something new for uh, Mike and people in the well, in TV. Industry. You guys wear makeup. It's right. an everyday yeah, thing. Yeah, because you get all washed out if you don't. I'll tell you where I have become um, sort of enamored of the ideas on my OnlyFans page is when I'm <laughs> sure uh, I use pancake makeup because there are blemishes that you can see just at the point where my butt right. connects to my leg. Yeah. Mike, do you oh do your God. do you do your own makeup or do you have a makeup makeup uh, person? Obviously, I do. <laughs> yeah, we have to do our own. <laughs> obviously, but when yes. he was at the Fancy Network, they even put mascara on. Well, <laughs> Up at uh, when I worked for the network uh-huh, uh, really? over the years, they uh, blow dry the makeup. I mean, uh, blow dry. They, they blow it on. What do they call that? Airbrush. Airbrush. Wow, they have, they have a lot of extra, a lot of extra perks up there at the network. There's a leaf blower on your face. <laughs> 
Now they're just. Yeah. Sometimes I was late to the set. Yeah. Mike is still in makeup. He's been in there for about two hours. Makeup shotgun. Yeah. Why does he? Why is he always spent when he gets on set? Trust me, it wouldn't be that way. Keep, keep going. So, yeah, they would just have hair and makeup people, and they would put eyeliner and mascara. And why? To make your eyes look more defined? Yeah, make your eyes pop a little bit. Well, you guys should put on some mascara. Well, <laughs> well listen, we're on radio, so we get away with not having to do this, but we look so stupid. I, I played in a band before I got into radio, and we did this photo shoot one time, and they, they decided to use eyeliner. Oh, I, yeah. You could rip my fingernails out instead. <laughs> that was pain. I don't know, I know how. There's some makeup application. I don't know how women do it. I guess you get desensitized to it over time. Uh, but but you, but the shine is a big thing, yeah. right, guys? With with the lights, mm-hmm. you, you want to you want to deaden the shine a little bit? Powder. Yeah. Powder yeah. up. Just like regular baby powder? <laughs> or is that going to turn you into... You're going to look like powder from the movie no, powder. That's if you have greasy yeah. hair. I don't know these things. No, like a, no, like a powder. It's like no, a makeup powder. Uh, honestly, your skin tone. what do you it's do compressed. to this for TV? <laughs> what, what, what? I would brick face this. This is horrible. Yeah. There's no, there's no TV makeup that's going to correct what we have going on. Well, I can... I can connect you with a makeup artist in New York. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I need some of that uh, that uh, blow drying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, Thanks, everybody. Guys. It's, uh, All right, Take nine. care, guys. We'll see you later. Uh, yeah. Is it? Uh, do men go up to the makeup counter offer sure. often? Yeah. And... There, there are men that work at makeup counters. Okay. So yeah, okay. absolutely. This is a this is a tremendous. This is um, reports have been coming out, and, and in fact, keying off this. That at like Ulta Cosmetics and other places like that, that they are seeing a tremendous uptick in men going in exactly for that reason. And just in general, it had been on the uptick prior to all the Zoom stuff and the the coronavirus and all of that because it's just kind of become a thing. But I told you guys this story and it's something that um, will forever stay with me. It was the I was brand new at NBC 10 and I was a PA. It was, you know, just out of college. I was nervous and we would do this meeting uh, after the 11 p.m. newscast and Vice Sikahema walked in and during the roundup where everybody was talking about, you know, how the show went, Vi took a cloth and he was wiping the makeup (laughs) off his face and I was like, Oh my God! The guys wear makeup too, and I think Vi had more makeup on than uh, whoever he was co-hosting ah. with at the time. But I was like, "Okay, oh, all right, everybody wears makeup here." Well, right. You can't imagine how how much those studio lights flood you out. Yeah, you know? yeah. ours do a little bit because we have studio lights here in the studio. But but again, Steve, obviously yeah. we're on radio. What if uh, the four men in the studio for next week with Fox, we had our makeup professionally done? Right, sure, we like can do that. have somebody from Alta or whatever come in and and do it for us, and not do think... it comically. I no, mean, do yeah. it for no, real. Do it like yeah. for real. Although I think Nick Murphy would says that our lights are not great, so I don't know if makeup is. He when, said they're okay. We're okay. kind of like sh- you know, like like complete scattered. We're not like key lit, you know. And, yeah, and right, like, right, you know, right. I mean, we, it's okay. Yeah, we know a ton of makeup artists. I'm sure. Uh, are we allowed to? Do you have want Ashley Gallo to come? Yeah, in we, can't, we can't. We can't oh, have anybody in yet. So maybe we can't do it. But down the road a little bit, maybe we can do that. like. Three months. By the way, Kathy, do you even want your lip gloss back after I've used it now? Um, no, that's why I gave you that one because okay, I don't use that color. Yeah. And that's Steve, why. I only had one that was like like the other one I have is no. like a, a natural lip color. They would okay. Be that way. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so that look better.
We skipped traffic, so uh, we got to thank our friends at MJM Insurance Group for sponsoring it. Let's get right to that. And, Kathy, what is going on? We've got jam traffic, 95 southbound all morning between Cotman and Bridge, and that's through the road construction zone, which uh, the roadway reduced to three lanes there. Uh, and then from Aramingo through to Girard, the Vine westbound, that's heavy as well. The Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill. Schuylkill eastbound, slowing 202 to Conshohocken, and the Boulevard to 30th Street westbound. From the Boulevard out to Gladwin on the Boulevard southbound, that's slow 9th to Roberts. In New Jersey, 42 to north at the Atlantic City Expressway, that emergency maintenance still in the left lane, also northbound slowing 41 to 55, 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Peak Antifreeze. Engine freezing means missing work. Peak Antifreeze has 10 times the temperature regulating power to get you to work on time. Top off your engine with Peak Antifreeze today. Peak, try and top it. Available everywhere. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's all right, it's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Got a lot of explosions uh, in the Bizarre File this yeah. morning. And one of them, uh, Friday night, took the lives of two residents at their home. Curtis Allen Ronning and Christine Marie DeBuff were the owners of the uh, Rygate Bar and Cafe. DeBuff and Ronning were in Billings, Montana, prior to the explosion to get groceries for the cafe. When they returned home, uh, they smelled gas. So they attempted to shut off the gas valves, open up the windows in the mobile home. After attempting to air out their home, Olson said that they went to the bar. This is the uh, sheriff. Uh, said they went to their bar and cafe. <laughs> and according to people at the bar, Ronning had mentioned that his home smelled like gas or propane. Shortly after the two returned home, it exploded. Oh. Uh, maybe a half hour that they had uh, gotten home and closed the house up, there was a buildup of gas. I think I think <laughs> A furnace or another source could have ignited the gas, causing the explosion. Two nearby residents who noticed the explosion attempted to rescue Ronning and DeBuff, uh, but were unsuccessful. One of the men received second-degree burns to his hand and severe lacerations. The roof fell in on him while he was inside. We're looking at a picture of the site, Preston. It's, it's just decimated. Completely totaled. Uh, the other man received second-degree burns as well. Both had to be pulled from the home and taken to the hospital. They have since been released. Do you go into hyper-panic mode the second you smell anything like oh, a... Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like a yeah. bloodhound. Yeah, I'm sure. terrified of uh, the house going up. Yep. A Michigan high school student accidentally detonated a homemade explosive device that he brought to school on Monday morning. Mm. It was bring your own uh, Bomb explosive to school, device yeah. to school day. Yeah. Injuring himself and four classmates. Police responded to... Hey, mister! Uh, <laughs> Nuego High School in West Central Michigan. Hey, mister! After a report of an explosion inside a classroom, a 16-year-old <laughs> student had accidentally detonated a homemade explosive device that he brought to the school. The device detonated inside a classroom. They were in- injuring that kid and four classmates that were sitting nearby. Oh. School administrators dialed 911. Schools immediately evacuated and students were transferred uh, to the bus garage as emergency services arrived on scene, and they did a lockdown in the in- the entire sure. district. Uh, based on the you, initial, you'd think you'd know that you weren't supposed to bring a bomb to school. Based on the initial investigation, it appears the student had no ill intent and did not intend to detonate the device. The 16-year-old was taken to the hospital for moderate to severe injuries. That four students were taken to the hospital by their parents for minor injuries, and I don't know if this kid's going to face any disciplinary actions because of that or not. Now, police said a... Now, this is a different kind, not really an explosion, but uh, there's an explosive element to it. 
Police said a suspected drunk driver crashed into an artillery piece at the Veterans Memorial Park Plaza Sunday night in Oregon. Police identified the driver vehicle as 42-year-old Michael Hines, uh, who was behind, uh, who was in uh, his car with a passenger. Uh, Steve Andrigan said that he had restored the 75-millimeter pack howitzer back in 2015. Oh, boy. He claimed that the history of the piece goes uh, farther back than World War II, but apparently this guy slammed into the howitzer, <laughs> destroyed wrecked it. his car. Residents uh. say they were shocked when they saw that the howitzer was missing from the park on Monday. Uh, they took the howitzer to the Springfield <laughs> Operations Yard on Monday. Gibson said that the city... Uh, does plan to fix the piece and have it restored to its original position as soon as possible. <laughs> the driver and passenger involved in the car crash were taken to a medical center for treatment, but were reported to have no life-threatening injuries. It looks so cool prior to the... <laughs> but yeah. I, that, this guy will always have the story to tell yeah. that he crashed into a howitzer <laughs> one day. A judge ordered a psychological evaluation to help determine the competency, uh, competency of a Florida man charged with having... Sexual contact with a large with a pair of large stuffed animals at a Target store. Uh, during a hearing, this is a follow-up because yeah. we've had this story before, uh, Judge Kathy Ann uh, McKeighton had appointed a psychologist to examine Cody Meter, who is 22 years old. He has been charged with criminal mischief and exposure of sexual organs. A further hearing on Meter's ability to stand trial has been scheduled for next month. So a Target loss prevention officer told cops that he watched as Meter took a stuffed unicorn to the children's bedding department where he exposed himself and took the unicorn and placed it against his genitals and began a sexual motion like the subject was trying to have sex with the unicorn. Uh, The target employee said that when he walked into the aisle where Meter was, he stopped and placed the unicorn back on the shelf. Meter then wandered, uh, wearing shorts, by the way, and a Star Wars T-shirt, then went to the front of the store, picked up an Olaf snowman stuffed animal, and began having sex with this stuffed animal, and it was all on video, by the way. Now, it's very graphic in its description of this, but I will paraphrase. The subject finished having sex with the stuffed animal... And let's just put it this way. He went the distance on this thing. He let it go. And he let it go. Really? Absolutely. Oh, yes. my God. I mean, if you're going to go for it. Uh, yeah. While Meter was engaged in the with the Olaf doll. Yes. Police were already... <laughs> Police were en route to the store. After watching the video, a cop reported that Meter could uh, be seen on top of the Olaf doll behind the table display. He was face down and appeared to be, quote, humping the doll. When Meter was finished, the cop added he got up off the floor, Jesus wiped Christ. off the doll. Oh, oh good. I'm selling that. A begun, a, upon begin to reading his rights, Meter admitted to, quote, doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and then I can't even say what he said after this. Uh, it's so funny. Spell it. He N-U-T-T-E-D on the oh, Olaf. Oh, my God. Well, that, that sounds that's, very Disney-esque. That's what he said, so. Yeah. Uh, so, point of clarification here. Is he then, at this point, a plushie or a furry? Oh, he's a... Do you want to build a snowman? Uh, he's, I think that's a... I think that's a plushie. That's a plushie, right? A furry yeah. is someone who dresses up. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. All right, and... 
All right. Is that all we're going to do? Uh, yeah, we'll do one more that's, story. That's Think, a crescendo there. Yeah, but we'll all cleanse right. the palate right. a little bit here with this. New Hampshire State Troopers working together on Route 8 stopped a blur and got a Massachusetts man, Massachusetts man to pull over and stop after being clocked driving 142 miles per hour. 142 miles per hour. Yeah, when uh, troopers got the uh, Porsche to pull over on the side of the toll plaza, they arrested 20-year-old Christopher N. Friend, who now faces reckless driving charge. New Hampshire could result in a minimum fine of $500 to a suspension of license for six months. Uh, he's a Porsche fan. He's got stuff like this all over his social media of him uh, driving these cars fast. Uh, he was released from jail on bail and will face charges in court this coming May, 142 wow. miles an hour. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. A reminder, we have a secret text word. Today we have your chance to win a home run package for All That Rage, which is the new Rage Room located at the Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester. Text the word secret to 39333. See if you win a little bit. When we get back, Mr. Skin has his million-dollar bracket challenge. We'll find out what that's all about and more when we get back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. In Shopplay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the Shop Play Win app and see what you won. With over 230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll do uh, some more giveaways in a little bit with our friends at Portofino, and we have a secret tag word today. We got guests, and we're going to get into our first one of the morning. He's got a million-dollar bracket challenge. This is the biggest offering he's ever made, I um, think. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. got to back this up, too, but uh, we'll see if somebody wins. Please welcome our good friend, oh, make me Mr. Skin. Yeah, hey! Show. Hey, Mr. Skin. Hello, guys. How are you? We're great. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah, hey. this is the biggest uh, giveaway I've ever done. I even had to get insurance. It was such a big <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, the, the odds of somebody picking a bracket, how many, by the way, how many, um, how many people are involved in this bracket as far as it's votes a, go? It's a 64 okay. uh, person, actress, uh, entertainer bracket, and... Um, it's, uh, yeah, so, of course, is it is it a hard thing to accomplish? Yes, but at least the the top five best uh, entrants who do the best win a lifetime membership to MrSkin.com, so that's uh, worth a lot of money in itself, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so I love the um, the context of this, which is um, these, now, obviously, you've dealt and made a career out of uh, celebrities uh, or notables who have um, gotten naked uh, to yes. some level or not. These are the. This is basically a Mr. Skin wish list 
uh, of celebrities who at this point have not done that. And right. Uh, right? That's the framing yeah. of it. So what happened? So I've talked to you guys in the past. Like we've done these kind of brackets for. I remember one year we did the best nude scenes of the '70s versus the best nude scenes of the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. Like bracketed that up. We've done best breasts. We've done everything, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, this one for the million dollar challenge, what we decided is to take, like you said, actresses that either haven't done nudity or celebrities. They could be sports figures or singers, whatever it is, and. Um, whether they haven't been nude, but also if they've um, uh, even you know if they've done brief, brief nudity, we'll uh, say that that wasn't enough. We need more, and we've we've picked sixty-four of them. Then we went and got a uh, an independent party, <laughs> a, a company, an independent accounting firm. Yeah, yeah it really, it really was uh, a skin dependent in this case. And they, <laughs> They chose a bracket on their own. We have no idea what it is. It's under lock and key. And if anyone, uh, their bracket matches up with theirs, they win a million dollars. But like I said, the five best win lifetime memberships to MrSkin.com. I have to say, it's done exactly what a bracket. Now, whether you care about, we, we've done our own brackets involving musicians and bands and stuff throughout the yeah. years. And and regardless, you may, you may go and going, I don't know, what's the, what's the draw of this? Already looking at this list, and you start to approach it in a clinical way, there is a certain genius to these things because I find myself already looking at what what am I basing this on? Because you're right. Is it somebody we've seen a lot of already and there's just a curiosity of the person they're up against to see something that we haven't seen? Yeah. And also, for example, you've paired athletic people like Serena Williams with Gina Carano. Yes. And so there, there, there is a rhyme and a reason. It doesn't seem to be completely happenstance. You have two actresses from The Big Bang Theory. You have Kaylee Cuoco. Right. That was, the nerd, that was the nerd bracket. Yes. Right. And then the nerd bracket, I, I would, and, and see if you yeah. agree with this, Mr. Skin, is that I would go with Melissa Rauch, who is was never really the um, uh, right. the one who is exposing a lot. Who is she up yes. against? She's up yeah, against well, Kaylee Cuoco. Okay. Yeah, from the same show. And funny thing with Melissa Rauch, for any of your listeners out there, you might have saw a movie in 2016 called The Bronze. And Melissa Rauch played a uh, Olympic gymnast. And at the hour and 20 minute mark of that movie, she there's a sex scene that is one of the greatest sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie because it combined incredible athleticism, like Olympic-style athleticism, with um, incredible nudity. The problem was Melissa Rauch's character was supposed to be doing it, but it was an obvious body double because they truly needed – they, they actually got an Olympic athlete to do the right. uh, nudity. But So it didn't count because she still hasn't been nude, but it is something fascinating to watch if anyone wants to see it. I want to point out, Mr. Skin's attention to detail because you have on this list uh, Mila Kunis against Kristen Bell, and together they were in the movie um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Now, there's a scene where a picture is taken down off a wall of Mila Kunis, and she's topless. But you know what, Mr. Skin? Yes, I I actually, a listener of this show is the person who created that photo for that movie. She works in... Uh, in movie props, and she she actually was the one who photoshopped that, and I she had emailed me about it, and I'm like, it's flawless. It's it looks perfect. like it would absolutely be her, but that is definitely not her bare breast. And, and of course, uh, yes, and of course that happens at the 51 minute mark. I don't know if you want to go, <laughs> but, but um, the you're right, and that's the thing is a lot of times people um, see an actress in a nude scene, but they don't realize it's a 
the body double. So I think a lot of people saw that Sarah Marshall thing and obviously thought it was her, but we completely point that out at our website that it was Photoshopped, the body double. It's still cool to see, but I'll tell you what, the hard part has been the CGI stuff where they're getting better and better. It's crazy. It. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the deep fakes are throwing throwing everything off, but you, there's still, so listen, and it becomes, <laughs> it becomes even just a more almost scientific clinical thing here. I, I, as I look at this, I think I see a potential dark horse here, Mr. Skin. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I see um, Milana Weintraub, I think is her name. Is she the AT&T girl? So there has oh. been recently on social media a, a resurgence in fascination. You guys are familiar with her, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she is. She looks kind of plain Jane in the commercials, right. but she's stunningly beautiful. Right. So yeah. what do you think the odds are that somebody mm. like from that the recesses, the dark corners, could come through and take the whole thing? Yeah, anything's possible. The beauty of this is there's no right or wrong answers, and it just comes down to are you a fan uh, or, you know, is it someone you really want to see do a nude scene? Like, you brought her up, but, like, I'll throw out, like, Dolly Parton is on this list, and you think, well, gosh, she's 75 years old. Yeah. But the weird thing for uh, the weird thing about Dolly Parton is five states in 2020, that was the most searched actress at MrSkin.com. And I don't, wow. know, I don't know if it's because she's so in the news, if um, she did the, you know, there was, a, you know, the documentary on her. I don't know what it is, but she is so popular all of a sudden. And we put her on this list, and I'd, I'd be interested to see how far Dolly Parton goes. Because I think us guys are of the same age bracket. Yeah. Sort of. And I think growing up, we've always wondered what Dolly Parton would look like topless. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> she's, she's done Playboy, and there's a talk perhaps. Yeah. And not, obviously, she hasn't done like you know, snatch shots and stuff like that. But, but there, there's, 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 she didn't even do nip shots. Yeah, yeah. That was very strategic. Right, but there is talk that so she's going to do that now. She's up against Jessica Simpson, who also sits in that realm. Anybody remembers the remake of uh, the Dukes of Hazard? You know, and this has been something as well. Um, I, I, I see another pairing here, Preston, that I'll throw at you, and mm-hmm. I think this would be a. Particularly difficult for you, Anna Taylor Joy against Sophie Turner. I was looking yes. at that. Um, yes. I think that's the. T- I think that's one of the toughest ones. In 2020, Anya Taylor Joy broke out huge. Like she was pretty unknown prior to you know pre-COVID. That Queen's Gambit, so many people watched the show and fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you one thing: um, she hasn't done a nude scene because Queen Queen's Gambit didn't have nudity. But in the same year, she did this uh, kind of a. Uh, I'd call it like a powdered wig type of movie called Emma. Yes, we, we yeah. had her actually, we had her in the studio oh, and she was promoting okay. it. She was yeah. wonderful and funny and smart and she was great. Uh, yep. But we, we didn't we didn't know, like, for example, how she presented at the Golden Globes. We we didn't realize that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, you got to see this Emma because it's, uh, it's not, it's one of the sexiest, non-nude scenes I've ever seen. She's just a beautiful girl, and she's uh, she comes across great on screen. She's great. For anyone out there, if you don't know the name Sophie Turner, better known as Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones, and she um, did almost the impossible, guys. She was able to go through the whole series of Game of Thrones without doing a nude scene. That's yeah. not easy to do. Yeah, yeah. her, her character was kind of prim and, and proper, yeah. so yeah, yeah, she didn't get that. Uh, let me ask you as well, because, you know, we like to represent all uh, different uh, tastes. Is there a um, is there a Mr. Skin male counterpart on your companion site? Oh, good question. No, we didn't do this for the males, um, uh, but uh, I got to tell you, one of the 
when I started Mr. Man, uh, reluctantly, I might add, but it, it was stupid. <laughs> no, it was stupid of me. I'll admit it now. When my guys came to me and said, look, we're already going through Game of Thrones and all these television shows that have male nudity. Why not just start a male site? So at first I, I was like, yeah, whatever. But it's become, uh, no pun intended, our fastest growing website uh, <laughs> and over the last six years. And um, it's doing incredible because there's so much more male nudity now a ton than of it was in the in the uh, back when I started this over 20 years ago. You know, and life is a life is a, is a buffet here. And <laughs> I think I think the ladies and men, whoever's into you know male nudity, will appreciate that as well. I see another pairing here that I think also is is another hot one: Ariel Winter against Sofia Vergara from Modern Family, yeah. both from Modern Family. Yeah, you know, um, Ariel Winter's become really popular on social media over the last couple of years, but Sofia Vergara is definitely one that I, if I had to choose, like, in my top five, she would be there. And before she was famous, she was a model in, like, Columbia or something, and she um, mm-hmm. she did this calendar. It was like, almost think of it like um, how they do those uh, um, Sports Illustrated swimsuit, like, right. special, special videos and stuff. She did one, but it was, like, in literally in, like, Columbia or somewhere uh, over there, and she was in a thong, and she was like holding her own dress, and it was like, oh my god! If you haven't seen this, it's great. It's not technically nude, but definitely worth checking out. But yeah, I'd love for Sofia Vergara to do a nude scene. So she's—that's why she's in our brand. Do you know that she was a actually a successful businesswoman years ago, running her own talent agency and and modeling? I mean, that, that all that stuff predated um, any of the acting. Obviously, she she turned out to be incredibly adept at comedic acting, and and, one of, the, and one of the most pay, highest paid. By yes, the way. absolutely, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really is the bracket system. The matchups are are pretty impressive. I like uh, how the the you know some of these people started movies together or shows together, or they have some type of tie that that brings them yeah. together to make yeah. them go up against each other. It's not going to be yeah. easy. My my crack staff tried to tie this in as best they could, and uh, I was actually surprised by some of the. Uh, some of the names in here. That Serena Williams, Gina Carano is kind of kind of clever. I thought, but I yeah, think it's, it's great. Yeah, it's it's fun, and even like this old standbys like um, Jennifer Aniston's up against Brooklyn Decker, and uh, you know Jennifer Aniston's come really close. I mean, the breakup with Vince Vaughn when she was walking down the hallway, you could kind of see her butt, yeah, and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But Brooklyn Decker's the girl. Uh, remember that Adam Sandler movie, Just Go With It, where she came out of the um, ocean in a yellow bikini? It's like an iconic movie moment. Yeah, uh, they're both in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're both in it. And uh, that's why they're together in the bracket. But, you know, how do you choose between those? Because, you, you know, it's like every one of these, you have that, that kind of issue. It's, it's going to be a tough choice. Uh, Mr. Skin, uh, I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously you, you made a career out of uh, nudity in films. Do you remember the first time you saw nudity and what that was? Yeah, well, I, okay, yes. One is um, uh, is um, the movie Steam Bath. Do you remember that? I uh, do remember that. That, that was that was actually a, a, a PBS miniseries. Well, there you go. Thank God for PBS if you're yeah. a little kid in the 70s. Uh, yes. I, I know who it was. Right. It was Valerie Perrine, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an adaptation of a Bruce J. Friedman off-Broadway play, and they actually made a movie that aired on PBS in the 70s. And for me, uh, as a little kid, like, you know, before I was, you know, I was even in high school and stuff, at the six-minute mark to see Valerie Perrine uh, nude, that was amazing. But probably one of my greatest moments and what led me to be Mr. Skin was when I got cable television in 1980. <laughs> of and I got a, And I got my first Betamax, and I taped the movie 
called Bobby Joe and the Outlaw. Yes. Um, and Linda <laughs> and Carter. Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman nude. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, if she's been nude, who else? And, uh, and, and it, it, led me on a quest ever since. Wasn't Bobby Joe that actor, Marjo uh, Gordner, right. who, was, was, who started as a preacher? That, that, yeah, that's yeah. a great obscure trivia question. Yes, Marjo. Marjo Gardner, whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And things, pairings are as random in your bracket list as Haley Seinfeld against Haley Atwell. Preston just started watching the Agent Carter series. And yeah, I had no just... idea she was as uh, <clears throat> voluptuous as, yeah. as she yeah. is. And yeah. Haley Steinfeld, Steve, she just did this bikini right. spread. And uh, that's, yeah, that's a tough choice whether and... you like the, uh, uh, you know, the more uh, younger or more uh, voluptuous and older? You know, it all comes down to, really, if you stop and think about it, Preston, it's the classic Ginger Marianne. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, um, we probably should have put Marianne in here, but we couldn't put Ginger because she has been nude in Mean Dog Blues from the late 70s. (laughs) Of course you would know this, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we we don't have Mrs. Howell in here. (laughs) Dear Lord. (laughs) Um, So a million bucks... Is up for grabs if somebody yeah, just, wins just this. Just for playing, and it's totally free. It's on the front page of our site. Okay. You, could have a, you could have fun, and hey, you never know. You might win a million. And I hope you do, because I have insurance. Well, I know for a fact <laughs> I know for a fact that at some point you're going to be called upon to do it for the guys, you know, with the guys as well. So you well, might as well I'll start putting you, that in. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to call on you guys to be skin turns for that one. So, yeah. uh, MrSkin.com <laughs> slash million bracket challenge, or just go to the website and, and you can vote. It, but it'll be fun just to fill out the, the bracket. Just yeah, for all the totally fun. Totally fun. Uh, what, what's the next thing that's coming up down the road? Any uh, Skin Anatomy well, my, Awards? My, yeah, my Anatomy Awards, you know, they, they push the Oscars out to, like, I want to say, like, third week of April or so. It's out there. So normally my Anatomy Awards would already be done, you yeah. know, because in the old days it was, like, in late February. So I'm going to be doing my Anatomy Awards uh, in a, in a, probably a month and a half. So let, maybe let, I'll be talking to you guys. Let me ask you, is there something that equates in the Mr. Skin world to the Razzies for oh. most disappointing nude scene or more? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's okay, I, I hear you, but here's the thing. What's disappointing to us is lack of nudity. I've always, from day one, made the call. We're never going to, like, rain on someone's parade and say, like, oh, we're, you know, like, Kathy Bates is nude. That's horrible. Okay, I think that's, that's fair. That's just not a thing, so... I, I've always uh, rejected that only because we want to be known as always celebrating nudity. Like, yeah. cause I always feel like there's some guy out there that is so happy that Kathy Bates did a nude scene. <laughs> Why should I say, oh, that's disgusting or whatever? I would never do that. So but Mr. Skin, excited about it, so. I've got a great name for the awards if you did it, though. <laughs> what? The Sagger Awards. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually good. I am writing that down. All right, yeah. And we're in SAG, too, so we can do (laughs) that. We are. We're members of the SAG, so. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right, Mr. Skin, we'll point people in the direction of your website and the Million Dollar Challenge, and I'm sure we'll talk to you soon, okay? You got it. Thanks so much. You bet, man. All right, Mr. Skin. Wow. You got to see... The the video he produced that, you know, I mean, this site is a... It's, it's it's a kind of a juggernaut. He produced a thing for this bracket thing, and the production's top level, and it's uh, he's he's created an empire. Um, I had asked him the question first: uh, nudity you had seen in a movie that you can remember at least. And I know Casey, you've said it was uh, was it Dragon, Dragon Slayer. Slayer? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mine uh, I remember, uh, and it was after we got we got cable television very early, and uh, 
Uh, Are we talking non-magazine? Yeah, non-magazine, a movie. So like Mr. Skin, you know. So um, I had seen, it happened to be on, I didn't watch the whole movie, but it was just a part of it. And I tuned in and saw it, and it was uh, A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, uh-huh. where they're, it's they're a brutal. Well, the part where they're 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 oh, testing his uh, yes. the, the the procedure that they did on him, right? And so they have a woman standing with her top off. She, in she front comes of him, out on stage, and he wants to reach up yeah. and touch, but he can't because of this uh, process they put him through. So that was that's the first I can remember boobs I ever saw. I actually PBS, you know the yeah. the, the public broadcasting, which <laughs> uh, is supported by your dollars, by the way. Uh, I uh, I remember. I think it Preston was a Monty Python episode. Yeah, I was going to say Monty Python yeah. and Benny Hill. You yeah. can kind of count on those British right shows to and, see a little bit of boob. I, I clearly remember Steam Bath. The idea of Steam Bath was that that, that uh, it, uh, the Purgatory uh-huh. was a Steam Bath. So everyone was kind of hanging out. Bill Bixby was in it. Oh my God! Yeah. So wow. uh, it was uh, that sort of thing. It was it was a, of a comedy. Kathy, wow. does any of that um, stick out to you the same way it does for no. us? No. Okay. No, I actually listen. I love Mr. Skin, but every time you book him, I'm like, oh, here we go. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't care. Have you checked out the, out the male counterpart? Wait, uh, is male nudity anything? Like, uh, I know you're like you think the Bridgerton guy, Mr. The Bridgerton actor, is very attractive. Yeah, no, I was but- I was fine with uh, them. Uh, just the, just the way he was in, in the, the show. show. Not, didn't I didn't need to, need see, to his see him testicles. naked. And, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I had an interesting naked moment the other day. Uh, so uh, Rochelle and I were, um, uh, we went out, we have a hot tub. So yes. we went out and got in the hot tub. And then when you get done, obviously go upstairs, change, yeah. shower, whatever it is. So we went into the, into the bathroom and she lays down on the floor because she was still hot yeah. from the water. And right. she and I'm like, what are you doing down there? She's like, well, I'm cool enough. So she's laying on this bath mat, right. just laying on the floor. I happened to be naked at the time because yeah. I was going to get into the shower. And so she's laying on the floor. <laughs> Bill's in here. He's going to love this. So I go over and I, I straddle her <laughs> and I begin to, to teabag yeah, yeah, yeah. As, oh a joke, as, yeah. a <laughs> as a joke. As a joke. As a joke. And she goes, she goes, your daughter is right on the other side of that door right now, and it's not locked. Can you imagine what it would be like if she opened the door right now? I can tell you what it would be like. It would be like that warm summer afternoon mm-hmm. when I came back a little too early, and my mother was kneeling next to my father, That's right. oh. taking care of him. And that is burned into my mind, and in moments of deep pain or anguish. May that I pop- ask yes. you? Did you see it like like a soft core film, as in you can't quite see all the action that's going on? I could not see. I did not see that because that. Thank God for I, a little I would have gone down, and I would have eaten some sort of house cleanser and killed <laughs> right, myself. Right. <laughs> but 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 uh, right. but I could also remember Preston in my father's eyes. The you mother effer. <laughs> hey, you? He At saw me. you? Yeah, that's you probably... mother effer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my buddy walked in on my other buddy's mom. Like, she was completely topless, bottomless, and he walked into her bedroom. It wasn't his own mother. He has... No! Why, Why you would you do that? Okay. At, at what age? At what age? Oh, uh, we were probably like 12, 13 years old, something like Why that. Why was he walking into their room? I don't know. Just, I don't just know. I don't, the house? I don't know if we were playing hide and go seek okay. or whatever, but like you never go into your friend's parents' bedroom. Like that's just a no no. The location was my grandparents' home in Flagler <laughs> Beach. I remember it clearly. I walked into I don't know I mean, sometimes the grandparents forget that when you're not visiting that they 
you know, they don't they forget you're visiting sometimes. And yeah. I was a young man, maybe seven, eight, nine, maybe. And my grandmother was changing and topless. Oh. With fortunately, the shirt was up over her face. And I walked in, and I and I I she had a like a, the house was right on the beach, and I, I I attempted to walk into the water and kill myself. <laughs> but she didn't know. She that had you no saw. idea. Oh. But I mean, I I remember everything, and it haunted me all the days. Of my life. <laughs> and I love my grandmother. She made wonderful pudding. Uh, <laughs> she made wonderful with the skin pudding. on the top and everything. With the skin right? on the yeah. top. Oh God! I hated Ew. that too. We've oh. never had the the walk in on us scenario, but my God, do we get interrupted all the time? It's just like... It's like they won't... It's in the back of my mind all the time now. I read a story recently about a a couple who has just flat out, and their kids are like grade school age kids, and with pandemic and and homeschooling, they decided to just be transparent with it, and they hang a little thing on the door, mom and dad are... And they know what they're doing. Stay away. How would you? They just got tired of it. They just let them know. A little early sex education, which is not such a horrible thing, Um, but you know... I, th- I say invite them in. I don't know. I, no, Preston, I like to feel that we're setting a good example for my children, that mother, mom and dad still love each other yeah. and can be intimate. I'm sure they don't see it that way. I mean, they're, only but... used, they're used to hearing it, but they're not used to right, seeing it. Right, 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 right. It's usually played over the intercom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we yeah. got interrupted. We got interrupted the other day. I'm like, ding, 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 knock on the door. I'm like, oh, dear God. We're watching a movie. Leave me alone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's Rochelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm being teabagged. Leave me alone. Oh, God. What movie? <laughs> what? I'm you say you're watching tea-bagged. a movie? Oh, oh. you? Oh. No, no. I was making it up. I mean, yeah. we we put something on. We we always put something on that we absolutely do not care about in the slightest right. bit. So Chocolate. It'll be, no, it'll be some, you know, uh, it'll be like cricket, you know, yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. Uh, what, some, some kind of game that we don't care about to give some ambiance, a little noise. And, and you don't because get distracted you, and you're like, I love yeah, this part. Yeah, if you part. put something good on. Hold on a minute, I love this part of the movie. Exactly. Wait a second. Are you inadvertently causing a Pavlovian response that anytime now you see a cricket game, you're going to get, get aroused? <laughs> mm, I didn't think about that. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but we try to put something on that we don't care about at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, or or like, you know, there's music channels on cable as well. Yeah. Right, right. We we'll put on some Spanish, you know, thing where we can't even understand the language right. so we won't get distracted when you hear, <laughs> you know, if Benny and the Jets came on, it's one of my favorite songs. Then you're going to listen. I'm probably yeah. going to be, you know. Be quiet. I want to hear this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Distracting. <laughs> what it is. So, yeah. Oh, but she's weird and she's wonderful. Yeah, there needs to be a system uh, for kids to stay away you know, and maybe we should have we should have made up. Something. There is. It's we called should've, military school. We should have made up some lie years ago about when we when we set this out. It means we're doing this. We're and talking actually, to Santa Claus. Yeah, you know yeah. something <laughs> along those lines. We we have a we have a monthly call with Santa Claus or a weekly call or whatever it is. We love you all, but we also had another child, and we keep that child in our room, and we torture that child. <laughs> right. If you want to be that tortured child, then bother us when we're torturing this child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I get some texts coming in saying, oh, my God, that's exactly what my husband and I do, Preston, uh, that they, they use something like that as yeah. a distraction. Uh, let me go to, well, let's see. We're going to go to Molly. <laughs> Molly. Hi, we just changed your name. <laughs> Molly, you're on the air. Hey, so I have a hideous story of my child walking in on me. Oh, no. And, it, yeah, it was awful. And it was everything you can imagine. But. Uh, my husband and I were in the bedroom, and my daughter was about 13, oh. and um, <sighs> I was on top 
of him fully engrossed in the moment. Yes. Uh, no sheets because he got hot. Right. And he flew the door open, oh. walked in on FaceTime with her girlfriend. Excuse oh, me. Oh, God. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He what? walked in holding the phone, walked right up to the bed, threw her left leg out, put her hand on her hip, and said, uh, so, uh, what are you doing? Shut oh. up. Oh, my God. Molly, this had to be an orchestrated she, she effort to you get you in the act. Yes. No. I have not, no. I don't know what she was thinking, and I just looked at her and said, get out. Get out. <laughs> Molly, did, oh my God. did we have a conversation about this afterwards? No. No. Never Did we take her phone away? Like my family. I think, I think my husband may have said, you know, don't ever walk into our room again. I don't think it's ever been spoken about again. I don't think she'll ever. I don't know. You know, if she talks about that with her friends, uh, she might. Oh, like, she definitely. Uh, she de- that's just, I'll tell you this. I always She's knew growing up. Line. Would you ever walk into your parent? If your parents' bedroom door was closed, would you ever walk in? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it depends on on the type I of house and type would. of family you grew yeah, up with. Not. Absolutely, one hundred percent. There was, and even like the kid walk case, your friend, the kid walking in. Like yeah. our house was so open, people felt so welcome that yeah. I could. I don't think that that ever happened. You'd walk into a bedroom, go into like anywhere. It, it was oh just God. like an, you were welcome <sighs> if you needed something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it, so guys, I could easily see that happening. I don't think we had one door in my house growing up that actually locked. Had a lock okay. on it, yeah. I don't think one door actually locked every single door. Both my door. parents' doors <laughs> locked. So you could go you could go into the bathroom, the master bathroom bed be, the master bedroom bathroom was a main bathroom on the on the second floor. So you could go in one door and then out the other door to the master bedroom. That had a lock and the door from that bedroom out to the hallway had a lock. My my parents' bedroom, it was uh, so the bedroom door would open and the closet doors like as soon as you walked into the bedroom, the closet door was directly to your right. And what you could do is you could kind of open both doors so that the one door would go into the doorknob of the other door and you could kind of lock it that way. But other than that, I don't think bathroom doors, none of them locked. The, the, the steamer trunk where my dad kept his submissive stuff, that was right. always locked with a huge padlock. I'm going to go to Christina. You're on the air. Christina, good morning. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry to bother you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, apology is not necessary. What's up? <laughs> I have five kids. You know, somebody was bound to walk in us at, with, uh, on us at some point. Mm-hmm. So I have an eight-year-old probably about a year ago. My mom happens to live with us. Um, we are very blessed to have my mom with us. Um, so she comes down the long hallway. We're the only people down, like, in our master suite um, downstairs. And she comes down to the long hallway. She had to have seen something because she goes upstairs. She wakes my mom up. She has a bad dream. My mom tells the next morning, she's like, yeah, Isabel came to us. Um, I, yeah, or came to me, woke me up in the middle of the night. Um, she had a bad dream. And I, I look at her and, and she, she's like, I'm like, well, why didn't you come to mommy, honey? She said, I did. <laughs> and the look on her face, oh, oh my God. Man. She was just, like there was a look of confusion, uh, of embarrassment. You know she saw something. She had no idea what right. the hell she was seeing. Right. She was busy like, oh doing reverse God. cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So she's like, what the hell did I just see? I know I'm not supposed to see this. was the most embarrassing thing for so- her poor thing. Um, but we still laugh about it to this day. Sure. And, uh, she will go to my mom if she sees the door closed. Hey, by the way, how old is she now? She's eight. So she's 
says she's about seven when it happened. Okay. Oh, this is fairly recently. Yeah, fairly recently. Family history. Fairly recently. Wow. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I got five kids, and, you know, they're <sighs> yeah. all grade school age. So what, what you a ho- lot of business that happens. A what you hope for, that. Christina, is that it didn't process. Because I remember, like as I said, when I was younger, my, my, my dad took us. We all, we all went to see the movie Deliverance, and, and uh, you know, the whole um, hillbilly uh, sexual assault sequence went right over my head, and I left going, boy, we should get a kayak. So, yeah, um, at, some point, yeah. at some point, that stuff starts processing, and you're like, oh, my God. Right, right. You know, a right. hillbilly in the, on, the, on the TV is a lot different than mom and dad, and you know you're going to figure out what mom and dad did one day. All yes, right, Christina, yeah, yeah. thanks, for, dirty, thanks so. for sharing. We appreciate it. Uh, one more quick call, then we got to take a break. I'm going to go to Thaddeus. Hey, Thaddeus, you're on. Good morning, It. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, bud? Yeah, so uh, I was about eight years old at my friend's house, and uh, we wanted to go out swimming. So we <laughs> ran up to the parents' bedroom, busted the door open, and uh, his mom and dad were just going at it. Dad was drilling mom. Oh, uh, my dad, God. Dad's ass was like right in my face. Oh. It was like so. It was so traumatizing. And the worst part about it was that my friend and I we didn't talk to each other the rest of the day. Yeah, eight year olds like what? It was so traumatizing. We were just. That's yeah, eight year olds never shut up. That's oh, <laughs> that's where you're eight years old and you're kind of sitting in the windowsill smoking a cigarette. Like, oh. what did I see? What was that? That's... All right, thanks, thanks Eddie. We'll see you. <laughs> hey, can we go swimming? Hey, Mister. Oh God. Hey, Mister. Mortified, all the oh, way around my... for With everybody. His dad's ass in his face for everybody. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. <laughs> what? Because it's not. It's not romantic, no, okay? It's, the, it's animal. Berlin is not yeah. playing Taking My Breath Away yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah, right. and it's not all yeah. silhouetted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A leg over the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Uh, well, it's love between adults, between, yes. between married. That's how we all got Man here. and woman. Exactly. So romantic. All right. Listen, we got to wrap this up, uh, but I want to do something for the tuna lady. I want to give away a $50 Visa gift card from our friends at Portofino Tuna. They are here. They brought us great food from Prima Hoagies, which uses Portofino Tuna. Uh, when you open a can of Portofino Italian Sal Can Tuna, you will see a beautiful solid filet of albacore or yellowfin tuna. From the very start, the tuna looks and tastes high quality. Portofino, Italian style canned tuna seasoned in extra virgin olive oil with a dash of sea salt. We'll take caller number 19 and give you 50 bucks courtesy of them. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. When we get back, reminiscing about the 20th anniversary of the storm of the century, John Belaris will be on with us. We'll be right back. Wednesday at 2, join me, Pierre Robert, for a conversation with our good friends Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. We'll chat about their forthcoming album, Let the Bad Times Roll, and feature some of your favorite tunes from the group. So join me and my guests, The Offspring's Dexter and Noodles, Wednesday at 2 p.m., right here on 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks.
Casey, where's uh, the audio? I, I take care of it over here on my. You board. take care of all that because yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna zoom our next guest. You won't be able to see him unless you have that? some bizarre radio setup at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will be able to, and uh, we're we're chatting with this gentleman because uh, there's an article written recently about the 20th anniversary of the storm of the century. Yes, and uh, we clearly remember this, and we just we haven't caught up with John he's in a our, while. He's man. our buddy. Yeah. So please yeah. please welcome our TV buddy. Yeah. John Belarus! Hey, hey guys. You know what? I miss you guys in a big way. Miss I mean, you, that, too. Those Fridays were unbelievable for me. I mean, the, being a guest in there, you know, with the, the greatest, you know, crew in the morning, uh, you know, really got to know you guys. Real, The real deal. Really sweetheart of people. Uh, golden. Thanks. It was truly a, a nice time during my uh, career. It was beautiful. I look forward so much to the Fridays and especially the honey cam. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, yeah, this is all part of the deal. Uh, but uh, Preston will verify this in Casey, uh, you know. Um, John, you were like right, right at the beginning stages of the, the Preston, Marilyn, and Steve show. And, yeah. and uh and followed through and actually got us some latitude and helped us get up and running in the earliest days. And uh, when when we talked about the whole thing with the you know the the, the article appeared and talked about this Snowmageddon thing and I'm like Jesus I mean how many years have we known John Yeah Yeah Long time yeah. Um, It's been a long time from all the way back for the Y100 days Right Yeah, yeah. yeah. So listen before we reminisce a little bit uh, John for for those who may not be uh, familiar with what you've got going on in your life Where are you What are you doing these days uh, I have a company now. It took a while to get going called Black Label Luxury. Uh, I'm one of the four owners. You know, it was my vision to come up with a really a niche, high-end luxury market. Listen, I had to do something to get back in, you know, uh, to make sure everything was taken care of. This is real so, estate? Uh, yeah, it's okay. real estate. Yeah. Real estate in a big way, you know, stepping out of the comfort zone and putting together this really great uh, real estate team. You know, we have uh, three other great owners, and uh, we're partnered with Keller Williams International Luxury, and uh, we've really taken off. I mean, the business has, you know, has been on fire, and you know, I owe it to the people that are surrounded by. Well, we, we, I've seen you, uh, and I've seen things pop up on social media. Your your properties are definitely higher end, and uh, you you've been at this for a while, and it so it's been growing sort of systematically. I think you were doing stuff in New York for a while out on uh, the uh, like Montauk and the Hamptons and so on and so forth. Is that where you got your start? Yeah, the Gatsby. The yeah. Gatsby. Uh, after all this stuff was going on, one of my uh, mentors, uh, you know, business mentors and a father figure to me, a guy named Bert Brodsky, when, you know, listen, the, the television left and then the uh, I had that weather savior company and then I was trading stocks for two years and I was the private weather guy for fishermen and, and CEOs and Montauk on the East End and the Hamptons, restaurant people. He called me to his home and said, I was sitting in his pool having a cigar and a little vodka and he goes, you know what, can you please get into real estate? That's what you need to do. And if you get into real estate, I'll I'll give you my Gatsby as your, as your mm-hmm. listing. Wow. Three days. I enrolled in Temple University and never looked back. So, uh, and he did. And, uh, you know, and uh, I just went with a vision, which was Black Label. And no other, you know, company in, in you know, the United States can use that Black Label for luxury real estate. It has been popping up, so we'll, we'll take care of that. John, but, I, um, I, I think uh, real estate is fascinating. I, I love um, open houses and, and seeing what's out there. And uh, I don't know how it is on the high end, uh, end of things these days, but... Uh, just regular real estate homes are not staying on the market for very long. So I'm sure you're staying really busy. Is that, is that the case for, for your end of things too, or are things moving quickly? 
incredibly busy. The main, the suburbs are on fire. Yeah. I mean, since the pandemic, there's been a major mind shift. People want to be in the burbs. Uh, you know, you know, the youngers, uh, younger kids in their twenties, early thirties. They're one coming into the city still, maybe in that million range from New York. I'm like closing a deal today for like one six, one six five for a couple from New York that's just going to work here and go up to New York maybe once or twice a week. Many New Yorkers are coming down to Philadelphia and working hmm. remotely and then going up to the city for a couple of days. They say, listen, I can get a 3,000 square foot for a million and a half, million six. I'm in New York. I'm at, you know, eight million, six million, five million. <laughs> You know, so yeah, that's right now. Right. <laughs> John, I have a friend who completely sold their place in Manhattan, got rid of it, and and they're done. Like, and they they both still work there. So exactly like what you said, they travel there maybe three times a month, and then they live here in Philadelphia in something way cheaper, uh, right in Center City. Philadelphia is. I'm telling you, the pandemic. You know, with all the negative with it, it has really opened up the city of Philadelphia and the burbs to what we have. You know, it's like it was like this little secret for so long. And yeah. Then, you know, everything they said, you guys got a 61 story Comcast building with a restaurant on top, you know, Jean Georges. And, you know, they can't even believe it. They're like, what the hell? So it's a good thing for the city. Well, now. listen, no one no one would have wanted a pandemic to accelerate the, the direction that was uh, was actually occurring naturally, which was people, uh, you know, teleworking and, and doing things from home. And it, it, it but it just it skipped it up dramatically. And that realization has occurred, uh, John. The um, yeah. on, on the other thing to see this article pop up, I got I got nostalgic. And Preston pointed out earlier this morning, you know, just to put the, the, the context uh, of people who aren't, weren't aware of this Snowmageddon thing and all the things that were associated with you, John Belair's. You, when we were first got associated with you, you were the you were the man. You were the big yeah. weather guy in Philadelphia. You had the highest what they call Q rating, and you you deigned to participate in our show, which was cool because you were you were you were very cool in, in coming over and supporting it. So let's let's uh, let's jump right in on the topic that ended up in the uh, being sort of the focus of the article. Uh, and and you you talk about how it still sort of haunts you, but obviously you're in a good place now. But take sure. us back to that that whole scenario that led to this forecast that ended up being something that just kept biting you in the ass. You know, here's it here's what exactly how it went down. It was a Wednesday, and I'll never forget this. It was the last night of the ratings book, and you know when you know television ratings, the wars. Yes, at the time really concentrated between NBC, PBI, you know, us two, and then, you know, CBS was the distant third at that time. But the battle took place between PBI and us. And that last night would, if we had a certain number, <laughs> would guarantee us the first time beating PBI since the mid-70s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this is now, whatever, 2001. <laughs> so the news director comes over to me. And said, uh, you know, do we have anything going on otherwise? I said, no, not really, not in the immediate, not for the immediate term. But we do have the potential of a major storm early next week. He goes, really? How big can it be? I said, well, I don't know at this point, but it could be a major storm. I think we could be dealing with something major early next week. He goes, can we tease that? I said, sure, you can tease it as a potential of a major storm early next week. That was that was the conversation. I'm there sitting uh, in the at the weather center. Uh, you know, it's about an hour before, uh, you know, a very popular show at the time, Law and Order was on. And, you know, this crawl comes across about, you know, potential storm of the century. But <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, 
what the, f-? you know, <laughs> I go, who did this? Right. And I'm like, what the hell? And, uh, Wade wasn't, you know, the news director wasn't in the off. You know, he was home. Yeah. So I call him. I go, what the hell is that? He goes, you told me there's a pension for a big storm. It could be a storm of the century, right? I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> the storm of the century was actually in 1993, by the way. Yeah. It was the real storm of the century. So I'm like, no, no. But anyway, he goes, all right, we'll explain it when you're on the air. All right. I, I, <laughs> you know, so anyway. Explain the potential of a storm that next week, you know, in the five day, whatever. So I get a call that next morning from Stu Bykoski. Remember him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The daily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, our PR person at the station, whose name is Victoria, Clayton, she said to me, hey, JB, um, Stu Bykoski wants to talk to you. I go, about what? You know, usually it's about some kind of, you know, if I'm seeing someone or whatever's going on. And I, I said, you know, he wants to congratulate you. You know, we're number one, you know. I said, really? Yeah, we, we killed it last night. And the ratings were celebrating with cake and champagne. I said, okay, great. And Stu wants to congratulate you. I go, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stu gets on and goes, hey, I want to congratulate, congratulate you, you big sellout. I go, what are you talking? He goes, you, you sold out your credibility last night. I said, what are you talking about, Stu? He goes, you said there was this big storm, storm of the century coming. I listened to Bill Nelly this morning, and I hear it's just, just a chance of showers. <laughs> I said, Stu, number one, nothing against Bill, but he uses at the time zip code forecasting, okay? You look at the zip code, and you look at your app, and you see what the forecast is. Right. I said, I you know, analyze. There's a potential of a big storm. I don't care what anyone is saying. He goes, oh, really? How much do you want to bet we're not going to get, you know, 12 inches of snow? Uh, I said, that's on beyond a forecasting skill. I said, I'll bet you this. I'll bet you your weather, you'll have weather-related headlines on Monday morning in the Daily News. He goes, that's a bet. We bet towards a charity. Sure enough, uh, you know, the, the storm didn't materialize. It was, it was, the, the predictions were 28 inches. Oh, listen, it was, let me, let me tell you. yeah. Yeah. That Wednesday, all right, <laughs> that Thursday, no one was doing anything. Right? right, yeah, yeah. Okay? Then all of a sudden on Friday, everyone is is in on it. Like all the networks, the historic storm of historic proportions will strike D.C. to Boston, New York City, Philadelphia. And I and we do remember that. We remember, though, you it gets completely affixed to you. Everyone was, yeah. whether they were using Jim as Corey hyperbolic language, they were. Yeah. Jim Jim Kentori on the Weather Channel said, Saturday, this is going to be a storm. Just think of a hurricane with snow, okay? <laughs> that was his exact words on that Saturday. Now, you got to remember, my last broadcast on that Friday night, I said, listen, this storm has similar characteristics of the blizzard of 1888. But keep in mind, the blizzard of 1888, all the heaviest snow fell with the 30, 40 inches in northeast PA, all the way up. By that, I meant like, you know, in Wilkes-Barre, all yeah. the way up of the Hudson Valley, not in the city, right? And I said, but, you know, there's a lot to go yet. We got a lot, you know, a lot of things to play with here to see for, you know, final analysis. So on that Saturday, I look at the computer models in the afternoon. I call Glenn, Hurricane. I go, Hurricane. I didn't call him. I called him Glenn, but we. Yeah, I thought so. You didn't Hurricane. call him Hurricane. 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 You called him Glenn. <laughs> we, we, we made him the bow tie and we, the hurricane.
Hurricane Schwartz, the, the vest. We built him. And he <laughs> said, and this news director said, I christian you the anti-Bolaris. So you're going to be the science guy. Oh. And Bolaris is going to be the loose cannon. Yeah. What a God. That, that was a conversation. So anyway, so I called Glenn. He goes, yeah, I know. I see what's going on. <laughs> the, computer, the computers are cutting back. I said, I know. <laughs> if I got on tonight, I would say, you know, listen, there's a, some trending here. We're having some erosion, this layer, layer. I would start to say, you know, if this trend continues, we need to pull back the throttle. I called Swade. Yeah. I called a news director. I said, Steve, things are looking a little bit different. I said, you know, maybe I should go in and, you know, tag on with Kathy Orr and get this together. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Kathy Orr is new. We need her to get the publicity. She can handle it. I said, I understand that, but I would be pulling back the National Weather Service. It has me. He goes, oh, Sunday rolls around. I see the thing is really going the other way. I, I call Swade. I go, listen. He goes, all right, I'll tell you what. Come on in. And then I get in, and they say, Kathy's going to throw to you. You're going to talk about what's going to, you know, what the storm path is going to be and how much. Yep. I said, oh, but this is, I'm not saying the 24 to 36, you know, guys. Yeah. I'm bringing this down. They go, oh, no, 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 no. You, 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 Kathy, Kathy is in charge of it. I go, no. You're using the National Weather Service. I'm not using the National Weather Service. National Weather Service is still calling for that blizzard of historic proportions Sunday, early Sunday evening. So I said, I'd like to pull back on it. And he said, no, you're going to do what, what we have there as the what she said, what the National Weather Service said. I said, what? I, if anyone was watching that 6 o'clock broadcast, please, when Kathy threw it to me, I walked away. <laughs> I walked away. <laughs> And they had to say hey, it was a technical difficulty. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he calls and he goes, Polaris, in support of nation, in support of nation, in support of nation. I go, I'm not. I go, no, no. Not a used car salesman. Go get one from Don Rosen. I'm not going to sell a storm that's not going to happen anymore. And he goes, no, you listen to me. I go, okay. After that, it calmed down. <laughs> calls he goes okay we'll do the 11 o'clock news I said thank you <laughs> he goes okay we still have a blizzard warning you know I said according to the National Weather Service he goes well all the other stations do I just watch PBI <laughs> I go I don't care we lead they follow and he goes <laughs> so I go okay so I'm looking looking at the models I'll never forget this Remember High Pressure Harry? He was my... Uh, High Pressure Harry yeah. was your, 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 your cohort. I played golf with so, you and him one time, yeah. 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 So we're in this makeup... I'm in a makeup room. It's the bathroom, right? <laughs> we put on our own makeup. They cut back on makeup artists. So, <laughs> so you're in the bathroom. Two, anyway. just, just two guys putting on makeup. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, you know, putting on my makeup. Her, High Pressure Harry comes in. He go, I go, it's over, isn't it? He goes, so it's over. I look at the foods, the computer, and I go, it's over. <laughs> you feel like, oh, my God. All this hype for the week, it's like. Yeah. So so, so you end I, up. I call Steve, you, I go, go I call Steve, I go, it's over. He goes, okay, get on and break in the network and say what do you need to say. Wow. In other words, we already get the ratings, Okay. We got the ratings. This is after the book. Oh. Okay. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. 
And so, as I as I recollect correctly, by the way, here is that is that uh, there was there was such a thing, and because it happened over the weekend, a lot of people were not aware of the modification. So what happens is is that Preston, you remember that more. I'm, I'm, I'm I remember. I was like, oh, my God, what is going to be happening? Mm-hmm. And there was, I mean, there was less than nothing, like a dusting. I mean, like mm-hmm. just blowing off your car, it was so light. And you had people who had laid in all sorts of stuff. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, as legend has and as reported in the article, you were getting death threats. Oh, God, yeah. So, listen, I, I broke in. <laughs> that was his said, whole career. <laughs> basically, I said this when I broke into the network about just about an hour before 11 o'clock news Sunday night. Never mind, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I get on the 11 o'clock news, and I bring everything down. I think I went one to three. I had yeah. to do something. <laughs> so so I said, you know, what's not going to happen? You know, da, ba, ba, the storm is reforming, reorganizing the North and Ace, blah, blah. So at the very end of that broadcast, Monique Braxton was the news anchor. And after all that explanation, at the very end of the show, okay. she goes, well, you heard it from Belarus. Get ready for the blizzard. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> she didn't listen to you at all. Didn't listen. Oh. Right off the end. Right. So, yes, the storm didn't happen. The front page of the Daily News was me with a king of high pad. <laughs> wow. Right, king of the crown. So I had the crown on my head. So you won the bet with Stu then yep, because the, the headline on the uh, newspaper was weather-related. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I won the bet with Stu. At least you got that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I forgot about that silver lining. Um, it, I, I remember so I remember happened, and then, you know, Howard Stern calls and says, come on. Oh, you became, you became national news. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and listen, I don't know anything about this story with John, but I know Steve Schwade. He, that's who first hired me in TV, and he was an intense Guy. Oh, I, I heard mean, he was a straight-up a-hole uh, he, all listen, the way he, around. He wasn't an a-hole to me. He hired yeah. me. He gave me a start in, in the entertainment industry, so I have no ill will towards him. But he was the first person that came in and said, what the F are you doing? And I was like, I can't believe they can curse at you in a professional <laughs> setting. <laughs> well, you know what he said once? Look, this guy's on a tooth. In a meeting, you know, we do the post meetings. If I had an Uzi, <laughs> I would mow down each and every one of you. Raise my hand. Raise, who's my writers? Raise your hand. Who's, who's my writers? Our writing sucks. Wow. <laughs> and then they put in the blue lights. Blue, Kathy, I don't know if you remember. There were blue lights. Blue lights. So he installed blue lights throughout the newsroom outside of the parking lot. If those blue lights go on, you better you have three minutes to get into place and get ready to do for breaking news. If you don't, Risk of suspension, <laughs> getting fired, and insubordination, insubordination, insubordination. <laughs> uh, is he is he still in the business? Does anybody know? No, listen, yeah. he's the one that came back eventually to Fox and hired you. He hired you over, yeah, and fired me. <laughs> he got his redemption. <laughs> I got him fired at NBC. Yeah. For harassment, because you know what he did? He left his cell phone on during a, to, accidentally to me during a, uh, 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 he was playing golf mm-hmm. and he was ragging on our general manager. <laughs> and I got the whole conversation. You recorded it? <laughs> yes, it was, I recorded it. Is it a voicemail? <laughs> yes. Oh my so, 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 
Obviously, these are. I mean, you know, we, he's not here to defend himself or whatever, so we have to. But, oh, yeah. but I mean, but still. Uh, so <laughs> I do remember for people unaware because Preston pointed out there are people who have been born since you were on but have no idea what happened or who you are or what the story <laughs> is, and you were over at Fox Twenty Nine for a while, and and then then uh, I mean we could do multiple um, you know yeah. uh, uh, segments on your history because you are I, I would put John in one of the great colorful characters sure. of Philadelphia pop culture. He's I mean, lived a life, man. Yeah, yeah. We haven't even touched yeah, on the Russian hookers yeah, yet. Yeah, the, the, the whole art thing, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, John, John, honestly, with all of the Netflix stuff and the Hulu and, the, and like the HBO special on the McMillions and these documentaries, has anyone ever thought of putting together a, a documentary based on that whole thing for people unaware it basically involved art, scam artists, yeah. uh, artists, uh, um, uh, fake art. Um, you got roofied, and they were they were targeting businessmen and uh, uh, who are traveling down to Florida. And this whole big ring that yeah, that could be a Netflix that's documentary. A, that's series. a Netflix documentary. Oh, we're, we're we're talking. They're talking uh, to someone very very well known that, um, that I worked with when he came to town to shoot the movie uh, Hustle. Yes, Taylor movie. Okay, so. I worked group i got adam his home you know i got adam his home um and got to know the whole crew and and, and adam sandler they're going to be back out here in july did you meet adam sandler oh yeah yeah you you got him his home yeah i got him his home oh, I, I didn't so he know that for you. that's cool man no 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 show? He, he rented he when rented. he was here when he was staying here oh i got you okay no, yep i can get him i can get him on your show when he comes back into town all right cool yeah, we want that. For sure. Definitely that. get him back on your sh- get him on your show. He'll love it. He's such a great, warm character. That he only had a few specifications. I need an indoor basketball court. I need <laughs> oh to be able God. to play golf. I I need the tennis court. I need to be near this. So I got him exactly what he wanted. I got him a home with a complete yeah. indoor full basketball court inside the home. Wow. And I got a membership to the Philadelphia Country Club as a guest. <laughs> um and, you know, so his crew, this guy, Rob, you'll, I'll, I'll introduce you to Rob Frank. He's the guy that will make the magic happen. He's his right-hand person. He's, you know, crazy great guy. So he's the guy that will make it happen. Okay. And, and he's, he's such a, just a, a you know, it'll be, you'll, you'll have a blast with him. He's really a, a cool dude. Well, we, we, we're um, definitely going to want to take advantage of that. I mean, now that so you're. I want Adam. Yeah. Adam, we talked, we, we talked about Adam playing the weatherman. All right. <laughs> oh, in in this story. In, in this okay. story. Yeah, All right. Comic drama. <laughs> Dude, that that's perfect. All right. That, that wasn't the direction I was thinking of, but like, that, like that, that could work. Sure. Yeah. Comedy. I'm talking to Adam, right? So I'm, when I'm first showing him Philadelphia, right, when he's in California, and I'm I'm, I'm going through the city because I also got him a place in the city, and, and I'm having trouble. He goes, "Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't know how to use your phone." <laughs> Are you the weather guy? You mean, <laughs> what's wrong with him? Yes. So I had to give him a tour through the phone, and I couldn't flip my. It wasn't working. Whatever. So, 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 so give us. Is there what? What is the likelihood, percentage wise, that this will actually end up as some sort of movie? The story of you and the the uh, this, Russian uh, hookers and the uh, scam artists and all that stuff. No, it's going to be something. You know, I'm also working on a book. You know, uh, True Confessions of a Weatherman. So. This stuff I can't put out right away. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to wait. My this career right now has been absolutely incredibly fantastic. Well, let me let me let me tell you quickly. What we're hearing is is in- incredibly encouraging because throughout knowing you, we've always we've loved you dearly, but you've always 
you never let things breathe a little bit before, <laughs> before you react. And so you, the fact that you're taking time with all this and you're in a good place with the real estate and you're doing great, it's just good news to hear that you're, you're, you're thriving because, uh, you know, we just, by happenstance, happened to see you pop up in the news. Like, we really should get in touch with John, and that's why uh, Case got in touch with you. But you're, it sounds like you're doing great, man. Hey, guys, you know, I was at the very, uh, you know, when, when you go from here and then you go to the top of the mountain yeah. and unbelievable and you're – you know, you're there, the rock mm-hmm. star, or whatever. You crash, you have nothing. Yeah, just crickets. You can't even get on a weekend fill-in anywhere in Philadelphia. Anywhere, my name was gone. Right, I lost everything. Everything. I was down to nothing. I was sleeping on couches. Wow. I had to sell everything, my home in the Hamptons, that place in the Montauk. I sold everything, and I was sleeping on a friend's couch. And I developing this business and to, to be that fearful to know you need to do something. And I have my daughter who's in my other room right now. Yeah. Who's staying oh, with rain. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I had to do something and I, I was fast and furious and I had no way that I knew I had to get back. And, and you know, the, the sweetness of getting back is great. I never want to be there again where I was because, you know. But but you know you can do it. And that gives it. So, we, yeah. like, the lowest yeah. I've ever been is out of work, but it resets you. And uh, and, and, it, and, it, it, and it proves to you that you can survive when you need to. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I love my life was great. Listen, I can't. Television was absolutely incredible to me. I lived a dream. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Well, you I, know, I, 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 I can put me in the list of the first people who wants to see uh, the John Belaris mm-hmm. movie and reading the John Belaris <laughs> confessions of a weatherman because the the whole Snowmageddon story alone would make a hell of a movie. Oh, yeah, you guys are in it, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. That'll be our, our fun. Listen, finally, we get a spot in a movie. Hey, listen, I used to get shot by Casey with a BB gun. Yep. All right, welcome. I had a month to steal my phone. You know, remember when you guys put me in that wrecking ball? Yeah. Was, the station thought I was out of my mind. We also, we also gave you a staff. In, mind that I'm on a wrecking ball. We gave you a staff right. infection on your ass with a uh, flyer tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the monkey stealing your phone too. Yeah. That was that was, that was awesome. hilarious. <laughs> when I got the tattoo on my ass, I was I was suspended for damaging NBC goods. <laughs> <laughs> he calls me in the office. Oh my goes, god! He goes, "This is the truth." He goes, "Come in here, see me." Goes to the screen. He goes, "Is that your ass?" I said, that's not my ass. <laughs> it says Polaris is in. It says Polaris is ass. <laughs> and yeah, and that got infected, by the way. I it remember. Oh, yes, I, I know. Yeah. All right, well, listen, John. Yeah. So I still get that. And every <laughs> once in a while, someone will say, you know, that very special person will say, is that a rose or a flyer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, John. We we got to wrap, dude. It's it's great right. to catch up with you. And, it was and, great to catch up with you guys. Love you guys. You know that. Yeah, and we love you too. Obviously, hopefully, we'll see you in the flesh sometime soon, bud. Okay. Thank you, bud. Thanks a bunch, love John Belarus, guys. That was fun. Snowmageddon twentieth anniversary. I didn't know that there was so much involved in uh, in that story. No. Uh, well, do you remember Barkan alluded to that a little bit? I don't know did. if it was from the article or not, but um, I actually I, I had no idea that there was that much to it. Oh, Kathy, for people who do not remember, I mean, I remember because Preston, 
you know, we uh, obviously it's as, as it is now. We're expected to go in, and so we're monitoring the weather and we're monitoring the news. And I, I remember I had a small apartment. Uh, you know, I was a, close. Mi- a mile from yeah. the station, yeah. like a Russian efficiency apartment. Even I bought like a couple of bags of of de-icer because my, I don't know what I'm going to be dealing with here for the car or whatever. Right. I put a shovel. And it, uh, Kathy, it was the lightest, <laughs> wispy snow. <laughs> I I remember me personally not wigging out about it. Yeah. And so it wasn't that big a deal. I actually think, I think it's great when they get it wrong. When they're, they're saying it's going to be a ridiculous amount and we don't get it, you know, we don't get nearly that amount. That's a good thing to me. But some people, some people yeah. were furious Freak. about I mean, it. entire things had been shifted. And again... <laughs> Like uh, just just plans and businesses and things that had been put into effect, yeah. and and, and it, yes, it's true. People had a right to be pissed off, sure. But right now, with the with the incredible focus on weather, that is the, that is our natural. I mean, we we name regular snowstorms, rainstorms get names now. So it's it's so hyperbolic, focused on the weather. That was such an anomaly. Now it's just normal. By the way, was that right? His daughter's name is Rain, right? Raina. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I was thinking, Steve, during that conversation that, uh, you know, the Daily News putting him on the cover with the dunce cap on, th- that's offensive. You yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and they were just trying to sell papers at that point, too. Every, you know? Everyone. Well, they were, they were real tabloidy yeah, uh, type of uh, But here's a convenient villain that we can put on. the. And sure. they, were, they did it with Larry Menti, and they did it with Alicia Lane. And, like, it's just, like, they're oh, wow. trying to sell their stuff, too. And and the local news people as celebrities thing, I think, has waned some. I think we... we it has. Some, yeah. You know, we, we're, uh, the celebrities now, now are They've are been kind displaced of the by Gary Lauer. No, but the athletes. Yeah. Larry Menti <laughs> and Alicia Lane. It was, that was fun to watch. That was tabloid <laughs> fun. <laughs> and that was that national. Was insane. Like, that story ended up on, on uh, you know, on national yeah. tabloids, too. So. Yeah. Who was the dude, and I'm having a brain fart, uh, Springtime in Paris or the... Um, uh, the oh, another yeah, NBC, that was Steve um, Levy, wasn't oh, it? Steve Levy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love Steve Levy and Springtime in Paris. He had he had a stalker. stalker yeah, Steve Levy was... was over at NBC Ten, and he was like uh, I think they were like their midday host or something like that. And a guy had a um, had an obsession with him, and I forgot exactly what he did. He showed up and maybe it was in the parking lot or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Don't you remember the guy's name was Preston? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> There's been some juicy stuff through the years. <laughs> Um, and then, but, rem- oh wait, there was um, remember Sharon Reed and Alicia Taylor. It was before no. like social media, and there was I forget what site it was, but they would talk about each other on like a public that's forum. Right. It, it was yeah. almost like a was it like a chat room? It, it was or, like a yeah, chat yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. It was before bulletin board or something. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so like everyone knew, you know, they would go under anonymous names, but everyone knew it was them. And then they have to come in and work together, and they hated each other. That was my time. I was there during that. Kathy, wow. think about the progression now with what was sort of like a second level third level sort of way of, of maybe being catty or talking about it is now just out in the open on regular social media. Seriously? Yeah. Yes. It, it, will there ever be a time where that occurs anymore? It doesn't. People just take right to social media yeah. and just lay it all out. I think I think you're right about that, Nick, as far as the um, the celebrity status is it's just a smidge less. I mean, like, you, you know, you're out and you see Cecily Tynan yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or Jim Gardner, you're going to go, wow, hey, oh my God, how yeah. you doing? You know? But it's not quite what it was 20 years ago when it was like 
yeah, oh my God. They you know? were our celebrities. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and I think now people pay attention to the athletes in town. But like, yeah, Cecily, I don't know why she's on a different level for me, but she is. Well, well and, and, and now with, with the extent of, of all the media that's available, that's part it's, of it. It, the, the, the pool has gotten a little bit bigger. You well, know? when the kid who's three houses over who ate 10 Tide Pods is a social media yeah. star. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, There's a different level of, of star yeah, right, that's, yeah. uh, that's uh, competing. It's contorted for, it. For attention now, so... Uh, but, uh, nah, John, John was always fun, man. I'm I, glad he landed on his feet. Yeah, he did have that problem, though, and you lightly touched on it during that conversation, Steve, where John would react to things immediately, and he would he would want his voice to be heard in defending himself or something along those lines or making some opinion where he could have just pulled back and been weather dude and, and we maybe not faced as much criticism as he did. Do you remember how many times, and it was on air, and it was off air as well, John, you just need to let it breathe, take, yeah. a, beat, take a beat. Yeah. Uh, but it's all worked out for the for the best because it sounds like he's in his deal. I mean, we were looking at some of the properties he's handling. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Top big, level. Big, 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 yeah. expensive, multi, multi, multi-million dollar properties. I do miss him. Yeah. It's great. He's Remember great. he would when he would come in and yeah. we would like we would almost just have abuse to, him. But I mean, but he lovingly. would just talk and talk. Yeah. And he would when we were like giving him hints, yeah. stop it, let us. He nope, he didn't. He was, didn't catch on. I was just trying to give him hints right now. <laughs> that we were wrapping and up, he's, and I'm like, it wasn't oh, working. Sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> yep. All right. Anyhow, uh, listen, we should take a break, but not before I give away some more gifts from the tuna lady. Tuna lady. Tuna. Uh, Portofino tuna. Kathy's the tuna lady, but Portofino is her brand. And I can take call number uh, 14, and I will give you a $50 Visa gift card courtesy of Portofino Italian style canned tuna. You can find an extra virgin olive oil. Elevate any of your homemade sandwiches, pastas, or salads. And you can find Portofino Italian style canned tuna in the canned tuna aisle at your local Acme ShopRite or Wise Markets. And it is available online as well at Amazon. We want to thank Primo Hoagies for bringing in the Portofino tuna sandwiches that they brought in. They're fantastic. So let's set you up with that prize, number 14, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back with the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. Stream MMR wherever you are. On WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at radio.com. All right, we're going to dive in again to the files. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. All right, we're going to start with a story out of our area. And uh, this is very disturbing. Uh, you guys may have seen this. Uh, the body of a man reported missing in New Jersey was found <sighs> yeah. in melting snow on a yeah. woman's lawn. This happened on Monday. Yeah, police said that the uh, woman reported an unresponsive man was found on her front lawn just before 1 p.m., partially covered in snow. Officers who arrived at the scene determined the man to be deceased. He was identified as Andrew uh, Freoli uh, of Lindenwald. And uh, he was reported missing by... His parents on February 1st, after he walked out of their home amid a heavy snowstorm, 
I don't know any other anything other than that. Uh, the cause of death has not been determined. There's no foul play suspects. It's a tragic story, but very strange indeed because mm. I guess his body, he may have died and then the snow, uh, when it happened and it was covered up by the snow and nobody knew for days. It's not unheard of. It happens yeah. more than you think. Uh, yeah. I remember this story out of Boston after, I forget what year it was, where they they'd actually were just stacking the snow in empty parking lots. They found a couple bodies in that stuff. It can yeah. happen when it when it gets really deep. So just a, a terrible, terrible story, uh, but strange nonetheless. Uh, here's another one out of uh, Pennsylvania as well. Authorities say a worker died after falling into a lead refining furnace. Oh, that doesn't sound good. At an eastern Pennsylvania plant over the weekend. Oh. Uh, when I said also in Pennsylvania, I meant in our area, in you know Unearth. general area, uh, and uh, New Jersey, and then Pennsylvania. So anyhow, the Berks County uh, Coroner's Office said that uh, 30-year-old John Evanoff fell into a refining kettle portion of the furnace uh, at the East Penn Manufacturing Company battery plant in Richmond Township. Emergency crews responded, confirmed that a death had occurred and notified the coroner's office. A forensic pathologist went to the scene, determined that it was um, accidental. Uh, it took nearly all day for the smelter to cool down enough before they could even get to the body. One of those remote. things run at like 1,000 degrees? I guess, yeah. and, they, and they stay hot, yeah. so... Uh, the U.S. Department of uh, Labor, Occupational Safety, and Health Administration has begun an investigation. Uh, East Penn Manufacturing, founded in 1946, makes lead acid <laughs> batteries and accessories for automotive, commercial, marine, and telecommunications markets. Not to be gruesome, but would there be anything to remove? I don't know. Yeah. yeah you would think everything would burn be gone, up. gone, yeah. I don't know. A uh, 32-year-old man is facing life in prison after he allegedly broke into a home and assaulted a man last month before being stabbed by the resident of the home. Uh, the Marquette Police Department alleges Alexander uh, Chapaton broke into the residence and assaulted a man who lives there. During the fight, Chapaton struck the man with two frying pans. Two frying pans? Yeah, causing injuries. However, the victim grabbed a knife and stabbed the dude during the fight and stopped the attack. So it was it was uh, frying pan versus knife. knife. It's like that's the Chicago way. Like got a tangled. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Flynn Rider. Oh well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. She was the frying pan person. But uh, why is no? He but getting... there's a point when when uh, Flynn is uh, fighting with Maximus. Maximus has a knife in his mouth, and Flynn has a frying pan, and he goes, "I just want you to know this is the strangest thing that's ever happened to me." But why is he facing life in prison? Did somebody die? When police and emergency workers were... let's find out. All when right, police yes. and emergency workers arrived, both men were injured and transported to a local hospital for treatment. Both men have since been. Uh, has since recovered and were released from the hospital. Police say the two men knew each other prior to the uh, alleged assault. Uh, Chapman was arrested last week, and, uh, yeah, he's got uh, a count of assault with intent to murder, uh, one count of first-degree home invasion, two counts of assault with intent to do uh, great bodily harm. So uh, the assault with murder charge carries a maximum sentence of life in prison. So it's a maximum sentence. So that's how the story panned out. See if I can come up with a cow story here somewhere where you can get your line. Uh, a man was smoking while, I, here's another explosion one, uh, while on home oxygen when a fire claimed his life on Friday. The fatal fire is the second one in uh, Bangor in less than a year caused by the victim smoking while on medicated oxygen. I am sure they recommend you do not smoke while having a 
Oxygen treatment. Exactly it. When medical (laughs) oxygen is used, the amount of oxygen in the air, bedding, furniture, clothing, and hair increases, making it easier for the fire to start and spread whether or not the oxygen machine is operating, they even say. So, yeah, nowhere near it are you supposed to be smoking. Even if the doctor prescribes cigarettes. And chances are, if you're using oxygen... It's probably because you're a smoker. You have a respiratory issue. Uh, Similar to the other fatal fire, uh, the lack of a functioning smoke alarm was also believed to be a contributing factor in the death of the victim. Wow. All right, we need a nicer story after all this crap. And this is great. An 18-year-old woman from Kansas won $25,000 on the first ever lottery ticket she ever bought. First ever. Yeah, all out of the gate. This is easy. Yeah. It's like, I remember, I think the first time I played blackjack, I'm like, I just won, and I'm like, this is easy. I thought you were going to reference your daughter playing golf and hitting a hole in one. Don't even start on that. Uh, She said, I bought the cash cow ticket because I like cows, and I thought it was cute. I like cows. I was in shock that the first ticket I ever bought ended up winning $25,000. It was an utter miracle. Ha-ha! Yep. I had a cow story. (laughs) I didn't even realize it. Uh, As for her family's reaction to her extraordinary luck, Stanley detailed to Kansas Lottery that when she first told her father about her winnings, he didn't initially believe that she had actually won big. However, upon further inspection, Stanley's father realized she was indeed a winner. Uh, She plans to attend Fort Hayes State University later in the fall to study elementary education and is looking to put the winnings towards her college degree. How wonderful. That is a good story. All right, and then uh, one more. Another murder. Then we will wrap it up. Another murder? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Okay, no, we won't do a murder. How about this? Uh, My True Lawn, an online retailer for True Green Lawn Care, says it is seeking someone to play cornhole on five separate days and complete a worksheet for Eat Experience. The game involves tossing small bags of corn into the holes on a board. You know this. Yes. The job listing says a candidate will need to have access to their own cornhole equipment, and they will pay $1,000 for the effort. And the result is what? I don't know. Yeah. Applications are being accepted on the company's website through April 2nd, and a winner will be announced April 7th. So I I don't know. That's why I thought it was a bit strange in the bizarre file this morning. Nothing has to do with the product. All right, and that is the B-File. We are going to take a break, and while we're doing it, I think, yeah, we have a couple of other giveaways to do to wrap before the day is up. So I'm going to give away the last two $50 Visa gift cards, courtesy from our Meet Neat today. The sponsor is Portofino Italian Style Cantuna. So we'll take callers 10 and 11, and you will get the $50 Visa gift card, 215-263-WMMR. And we got some Portofino Tuna this morning from our friends at Primo Hoagies, and they offer three varieties of delicious tuna hoagies, all made with Italian-style Portofino tuna. With extra virgin olive oil, you head to Primo's and enjoy one of their their uh, Pescara Italian tuna or tuna Diablo sandwiches, and you can get that high-quality look and taste with your tuna today. So call now. Let's set you up. We'll come back in a second. Lesson question with more stuff to give away. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hello there. 17 minutes after 10. Hopefully you've been with us all morning long. We've had a good time so far and we still got a ways to go. And a reminder, we have a secret text for a prize today. And uh, we're going to give away this Rage Room experience. It's actually... 
uh, called the Rage. It, it's called the All That Rage. There you go. And uh, you win the home run package if you get this prize in a little while uh, from Bates Motel Escape Room Facility in Westchester. And you get a 15-minute session with over 20 breakable items and safety equipment and all this <laughs> stuff. So I think you'd be surprised just how cathartic that is. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. You might win in a little bit. Uh, before we ask the lesson question, um, I want to do a couple of shout-outs. Actually, I have a shout-out and a couple of butt plugs, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, we got it you all covered. You might get some butt plugs. All right, so this one says, hey, it's Bryce uh, Rodenbaugh, and I just returned home from deployment with the 82nd Airborne, what Steve's father was a member of. My paratroopers love you guys, and my parents, Laura and Gary, keep mentioning how you mentioned me on their show. And if you could do me a huge favor... And just give them a personal shout out, thanking them for all the support they've given us uh, that they gave while overseas. I would uh, greatly appreciate it. Uh, you guys, the show and the fans, uh, keep us motivated through deployment. And we cannot thank you enough. You guys rock 82nd all the way airborne. And that is from uh, Bryce Rodenbaugh, like I said. So, uh, oh, Gary! A shout out, yep, to his uh, mom and dad. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's Lori and uh, Laura and Gary. Oh, yep. Gary! <laughs> All right, and then uh, two quick, uh, quick uh, butt plugs. Uh, got this email from Dave Bradley. He said, uh, and he's involved in um, indoor color guard, which my son yes. Carter was for years. And I ran into Dave a couple of times at these events. And he wanted to remind. He said the Downingtown Blue and Gold Band was selected to march at the 2022 Rose Bowl Parade. Uh, and we're ramping up fundraising efforts. Uh, who do I contact at MMR? See if I can get a link. On the MMR or Preston C pages. Well, here you go, Dave. We're going to put it up there for you. I think I sent it to you, Nick. You did, but he has not replied yet. So uh, we, oh. need, we need that information from him. Uh, Do I, it. I replied to your email and, and included him on it. So uh, I thought the send... link was on there. I'm sorry. No, so please send that my way so I can get up on the website. Okay. He said, <laughs> he said as you can guess, getting 300-plus member marching band to California is quite an undertaking. And we're planning a uh, couple of events like virtual bingo and others and some exposure on your pages could help us. So Dave, we'll get that up there. Keep an eye out for it, gang. And then here's another one uh, that said, hey, uh, would you kindly post a donation drive event on your community event page? My organization, Willow Tree Hospice, along with Arbert Terrace, are looking to spread the word on a donation drive event that we are hosting this month for Home of the Sparrow. Uh, my counterpart at Arbor, uh, at Arbor Terrace, Alyssa, and I are looking to make a big, as big of an impact as possible to help combat homelessness among women and children in Chester County. Uh, so they are seeking donations throughout the month of March to assist in their mission. So most needed items include baby wipes, sham- shampoo and conditioner, soap, feminine products, Johnson baby wash, lotion, trash bags, aluminum foil, new pots and pan sets, new utensils, new sheets, grocery store, and home store gift cards as well. So things to, to help around the house. Right, stock right. The home. Yeah. Uh, you can find their complete needs list at homeofthesparrow.org. So that is also on our Preston and Steve community page. So please, I recommend you peruse that from time to time. You might be helping somebody out right down the street. Uh, there might be a great event coming up that's really fun that be, can be a ch- uh, charity event. Then those things are going to be more common very As soon. As they start to open up, yeah. And, and uh, it's wonderful to see that start to get repopulated because you're right. It's always, in the past, prior to COVID, it was a great place to go for the events that you'd probably 
want to do anyway and mm-hmm. do them and support some wonderful charities. And the shout-outs and butt plugs are brought to you by U.S. Digestive Health. I don't know if they knew they were buying the butt plugs, too, but they were definitely buying the shards. They're pretty cool. I think they'd be into the butt plugs. Uh, colonoscopy beats cancer. Schedule your screening with Pennsylvania's most experienced GI network at usdigestivehealth.com. At butt plug, colonoscopy, it all kind of, you know. Absolutely. All in the same place, right? So Same exit. All right. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a $100 cash prize uh, to welcome Fox's new show, Game of Talents. And the question that I have for you this morning is they're calling the movie The Father the unofficial what sequel? All right, the unofficial sequel to what movie? Or they're calling it this. Uh, you know the answer. Yeah. If you know it. I don't even know how to word oh, this. Two one five two six three WMMR. Ah hell, let's do the trash. <laughs> the trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. You can start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, LeBron James surprising reporters by saying he hasn't made a decision about taking the COVID vaccine. LeBron says when he is conflicted, he finds inspiration in Malcolm X because he ran a school for kids with mutant powers. Hey! <laughs> Kendall Jenner revealing that he has been bitten by a by the baby bug. Yeah, and uh, she's reversed her earlier decision just a while ago. She said she didn't want to be a mother, and now she does. Kendall says she can't think of anything more beautiful than making a baby with one of the 4,509 players currently in the NBA. Oh, my God. And finally, Gwyneth Paltrow revealing she put on almost 20 pounds during quarantine and realizes uh, and realizes she had to do something quickly. Paltrow says she knew things had gotten out of hand when she tried on her old Endgame, Endgame Iron Man costume and popped a few rivets. <laughs> and that's Let us get an answer to the question they're calling the father, the unofficial what sequel, and we will go to our first caller in. It was Jason. Hey there, Jason. Hey, guys. All right, bud. So they're calling the father, the unofficial what sequel? Uh, Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Perfect three. Jason, hang on. You got it right. We have a digital. No, we don't. We have a $100 cash prize. Yes, to welcome Fox's new show, which is Game of Talents. And for another chance to win some cash, you can click contest at WMMR.com to enter to win $500 by uploading a photo of your unusual talent. And check out Game of Talents, a new series where two teams must figure out the Hidden Talons of Mystery Performers, uh, premiering this Wednesday. So tonight, yeah, right after The Masked Singer, and that is on Fox 29. Let's go to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Good housekeeping. All right, Music News brought to you by Salus University. Salus University offers some of the fastest-growing and highest-paid health professions in the country, including optometry, audiology, and speech-language pathology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. To apply, you can visit salus.edu. We'll start with Foo Fighters. Uh, They have revealed that they accidentally ended up collaborating uh, with Nick uh, Raskolnik, who is their um, producer, uh, on their album, One by One album, uh, and it's really weird how it happened. So in an interview with um, Taylor Hawkins, he said, Dave accidentally called the wrong Nick. And it's and it's so so Nick uh, Raskolnik has gone on 
or Raskolnik. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Um, he's gone on to be a really popular and successful yeah. producer. He produced Rush and all these other bands and stuff. But I think he got started with these guys because of this wrong phone call. It was call. an accident. So he said he showed up, and the guy who produced, he, he said Nick showed up, and that showed up, and that guy who produced it, and he just was a great cheerleader. This is not worded properly. Anyhow, he was just a great cheerleader for us, you know, and he really was enthusiastic about us. He said, David admitted, I meant to call Nick Oliveri, <laughs> who was the bass player from Queens of the Stone Age, right. and my friend uh, Nick Raskolnik had uh, answered, and so I knew him from Sound City. He's a great engineer. We worked at, studio, at the studio for years, but he was an engineer, and so when asked if Dave dodged admitting that he had called the wrong person, uh, instead asked him to come down to make the record and responded exactly, yes, that's what happened. Hawkins added, yeah, and he's gone on to become a legendary big-time producer. So he's just an engineer at a time. But just by happenstance. But if you have somebody who's a good engineer, uh, they start, you know, they can often... Yeah, they learn it. Yeah, jump and, right over. And get that's usually yeah. the progression uh, to producer. Interesting. Molly Cruz, 1989 fan favorite, Time for Change, has popped up in a new TV commercial. Is this uh, the Brady Bunch song? Uh, the Dr. Feelgood track is featured in Delta Brands Faucets Shower Heads huh. and other kitchen and bathroom accessories. Uh, then album's Kickstart My Heart was previously used in ads for both Planters and Dodge uh, Chapter. Uh, I don't know what... The, Dodge Chapter, what the hell None is that? None of this makes sense. No, these words are... It's probably Charger, I think right? It's, I think it's Charger. Is it possible that he was trying to write, whoever wrote this copy was trying to send a message to someone? Is he perhaps being held hostage? Maybe that. And I don't know. Are some letters me. larger than the others? Yeah. Is it all different pieces of newspaper yeah, type? There are capitalized things here. I don't really know. But here's the song. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. <laughs> okay. la 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 Newly released are two classic Ronnie James Dio fronted Black Sabbath albums, 1980's Heaven and Hell and 1982's Mob Rules. Each record was issued digitally as a double CD and two LP set. Uh, due to space constraints, both vinyl editions include a selection of bonus material from the CDs. Tony Iommi said that he still has a soft spot for both of the Dio fronted albums. He said, those two albums, I really do love. He said, I mean... Heaven and Hell was the initial one, and that was a groundbreaking thing for us because it was so different to what we had done before. And I knew those songs were really good. They just felt, you know, like when you get that feeling that this is it, this is great. And I've always worked, uh, and I've, I, I have to like it first, he said. I've always worked, if I don't like it, it's not worth trying to record it and put it out. Uh, so he was happy that they were different from their other approach. And with Ronnie James Dio being the lead singer, obviously it sounded way different. But those are being reintroduced. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly plans to keep breaking the mold with his music. The Ohio rapper uh, said that one of his that that is one intention for the future is to break the mold of everything I just did and piss people off all over again. He said, even when well, he's I, a bad boy, when I say break the mold and piss people off over again, I mean just make them think again. Make them have a moment like this artist is so polarizing that I have to tune in. He added that Kanye West is the perfect example of an artist that you don't get bored with because he's always breaking conventions. And then one last story. It's the fact that our own Pierre Robert will be speaking with The Offspring today at 2 o'clock. 
Uh, Dexter and Noodles from the band are checking in for an exclusive interview. He's got a good rapport with those guys. He does, so make sure you tune in for that. That's what I have in music news. Secret text word, we got to get a winner. So, Kathy, I need a number caller, please. Mm, 20. Let's take the 20th caller, 215-263-WMMR. If you know the secret text word, you win the home run package for all that rage. A new rage room located at the Bates Motel, uh, the Bates Escape Room facility in Westchester. We'll come back with that winner and get ready to wrap it up and see what Pierre's got in store for you. Stay there. What's new? Glad you asked. Rob Zombie. Papa Roach. Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. The day is beautiful. The high, about 65 degrees. Plenty of sunshine. Even better the next two days. Thursday and Friday are going to be perfect. Over 70 tomorrow. Over 70. Uh, and then 67 on Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday is going to be low to mid-50s. So a little bit more of a reality check. But I'll tell uh, you what, though. Take these days, man. Fire pit, man. Yeah. That's fire pit weather. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You got a fire pit. Steve's a new fire pit owner. And I love him. He's all about it Everything right on earth should be a fire pit. I agree. Even the cars we drive. Uh, so let's see. We have an order of business to take care of, and that is a secret text word. We're looking for the winner. We were looking for caller number 20. It happens to be John. Hey, John. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, John. One word stands between you and a prize. What is that word? That would be organic. He's correct. You got it, John. Just a moment, John. We're going to give you uh, a home run package for all that rage. The new rage room located at the Bates Motel Escape Room facility in Westchester. Your package includes 15-minute session with over 20 breakable items. If you don't know what a rage room is, it's where they give you bats and crowbars and stuff, and they put all kinds of breakable things that you can just go in and go absolutely crazy on and destroy. It's cathartic. It's fun. Uh, safety equipment is included, and COVID-19 protocols are in place. You can visit allthatrage.com to book your visit and for complete details. We also grabbed a random texture to win, and it is Michael Johnston Yay! from Lansdowne, PA. So you get the treatment at the Rage Room at Bates Escape Room Facility in Westchester. You can visit allthatrage.com to book it up. And get the complete details there as well. So go for it, if you will, my friend. Um, Goodbye. We'll see you yeah, later, ma'am. So uh, all right. Hey, Mister. About ready to go to get the letter of the day, <laughs> and then apparently I did something that offended Pierre. You did. Left the studio, and uh, he's got his hands. You, you, you poorly described a rage room. His head in his hands, and right, see, now he's back. And now he walked right back. Hi. Hello. What did I do to offend you? Nothing. Oh, I okay. I just had to double check uh, my scientific calculations. <laughs> ah. Oh, are they scientific? Oh, yes. And have are they just, been calculated? Uh, they have. Well, when you have... You're converting to Kelvin, it gets a little difficult. I do. Oh, yeah. uh, and that's the Kelvin timeline on Star yeah. Trek. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's very, very um, challenging being me, just going through life, having this level of brainiacal abilities. Right. 
Yeah. Um, Thinking so that you, much can hurt. Oh, my God. Yeah. The headaches I get. I understand. Well, yeah. people who have not seen Pierre, you, there was an episode of Star Trek years ago where they had huge skulls with pulsing veins on them. And that's that's, that's what you have. That's it. That was it. That was uh, the earliest. That was yes. the, um, the cage and then the menagerie. Yes. yes. Uh, featuring uh, the uh, appearance of Christopher Pike. Played by Jeffrey Hunter. Played by Jeffrey Hunter. Wow. Yeah. He knows it. Ow. <laughs> These are the things I can... Then I don't know any other current things, but those, of course, aren't current. That's yeah, it was 1965. Other things? <laughs> All right, so yeah. I'm not... I was telling... And ben now Kate, the news. <laughs> Japan attacks Pearl Harbor. Yeah. FDR says yeah. we have nothing to fear, <laughs> but fear itself. I need to take a class on hip uh, movie references and all the stuff that you guys know. Right. Yeah, there I, is no such. You were class. telling Pancake that I was telling Pancake that, <laughs> yeah. and Connor that the other day, and I, I I go because there's another hip movie reference. I, I can tell you lines from Casablanca, right? Yeah, right, um, right. But um, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I think mm. the greatest film of all time. I gave it to you, Casey, on. Uh, DVD a couple of years ago, yep, but you it. will not watch a black and white movie. Yeah, I watched it. You did not. I totally did. You didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, and then you hated it. No, no, no. It was cool. It was like about a, a white house, <laughs> right? White house. Yeah. Casablanca. The Casablanca. <laughs> oh, you, 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 you right. fish head. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, we could go on and on about this, but. The people are waiting. You ready to do the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E is in ethereal. All right, E, and we have $500, and it's part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of Speed with the Preston and Steve show. For another shot at 500 bucks, you just click contest at WMMR.com to enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? Or two letters away from giving that away. Uh, what's up on the show today, man? Well, I've got uh, to give away this uh, rock documentary, Long Live Rock. Several of us had it to give away, and I have it uh, today. And so I've got a, a couple of copies to give away. So stand by for that coming relatively soon. Uh, workforce box of Pearl Jam, Breaking Benjamin uh, for Jeff Amen's birthday and Ben's birthday of Breaking Benjamin and Dropkick Murphy's. And also, as you mentioned kindly, thank you, uh, 2 p.m., we will have a conversation with Dexter and Noodles of the Offspring. Nice. So that'll be fun. Wonderful. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also, Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow morning, the majority of the work week through, and we will have a gentleman named Ryan Airy on. He is from Screen Crush on YouTube. Yep. Which is a wonderful channel and uh, breaks down all kinds of genre stuff in the movies. Very, uh, very popular. They have uh, the YouTube channel and their own actual website. It's great. Excellent. All right, so we'll spend some time with him and see what else we can get into. That's it. We're done. Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, the, the salad group brought by oh, some yes. goodies salad. for us, and I wanted to thank them because we mentioned that... Uh, Local uh, chef had went on um, Shark Tank. Shark Tank and won it, and it's uh, simply good jars. And they heard us this morning talking about Aww. it, and they brought by 
Some salads for it. It's very cool. Which are in these... Salad in a jar? In these reusable jars. Keeps it fresher. And it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. So they said they won five, they won a half million dollars investment from uh, Shark Tanks, which is cool. So thank you guys. And we're going to have our lunch right after the show. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, everyone. This is Alex from Conley Family Dentistry, located at 379 Egg Harbor Road in beautiful Sewell, New Jersey. The Conley family has been keeping mouths healthy and giving people the smile they've always wanted since 1979. Be sure to check out our amazing office and staff on Instagram, searching for Conley underscore Family Dentistry. Better yet, give us a call at 856 856- 582-0090 and let us transform your smile and change your life. Next message. Hey, WMMR listeners, it's Rosario from Rosario's Football in Springfield, PA. We are your soccer football training specialist. If you have a son, daughter, or a club wanting to get to that next level in soccer, give us a call. 610-639-1081 or visit rosariofootball.net. Much like COVID-19, we are turning the soccer world upside down. Because at Rosario's Football, everyone plays, no matter your income or where you come from. Our motto is, we don't judge, we just play. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local, because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.